Welcome to the Nasty Things Podcast. I'm your host, Extreme Joaquin. This is episode 43, and today we're getting nasty with returning guest Sandy Animator. Hey, right before we get this episode started, make sure to go to the 14media.com, our website, where you can find the Ill-Minded Podcast, the Nasty Things Podcast, and of course, some Nasty Things merch. So I'm talking shirts, hats, crewnecks, and of course, if you want to get real nasty with it, my Nasty Things underwear, which got my face in the front and in the back for what the occasion calls for. Now back to the show. So welcome back, everybody. And uh, sorry for the long, for the week off and all the nasty listeners. Haven't had much nasty things to listen to or much nasty things going on, but we're back. We had a bit of a week off. But um, of course, as you heard in the intro, we got returning guest Sandy Animator. What's good, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, good. Yeah, no, it's been it's been pretty solid. So... Yeah, before we get really into everything is um so how was your Halloween day, man? It was all, it was good. It was all right. Yeah, we went to, we went to the mall <laughs> where they hand out candy. Okay. And then um we went trick or treating afterwards. Um didn't really get all the we got a lot of candy, but you know, they were all like the cheaper nuts. And they're like I was hoping for some more candy bars, <laughs> chocolate bars, but I didn't get any of that. We were hey, more did it didn't throw the, your kid like a rubber in there or some, no, some, no, some no, no. anything <laughs> like that. You didn't have that uh, wall no, that no, one no, weird no. guy like here, here. Me, the, yeah, the candy flavored rubber. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're like you knock on the door and they're like, uh, yeah, this is a treat for you. And you're like, your son's like, What's this, Dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I start explaining things to him at a young. It's age. like, oh uh, yeah, this is um who is this guy that gave this to you <laughs> at the mall? Like, who is this guy? Oh, Creepy Joe on the side. Yeah. Okay, no, so. That was good. Just, you know, walked around. Some people really went all out with their uh, decorations, which which I appreciate. I like to see I like to see people put that kind of craft and effort into, into you know, celebrating this holiday. Absolutely. Like, over here in the extreme and nasty household, we went pretty buck wild on it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, there weren't any green dicks outside because, um, I think we talked about that a couple of episodes beforehand is, yeah, I don't, I don't want, um, I don't want the FBI and everything coming down to my doorstep. Not yet anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we went pretty all out and, um, it was just one of those times where like, again, one of my favorite holidays is Halloween. So it was a ton of fun. Gave out some candy. Nice. Good times, man. But, um, yeah, with all that being said, man, so like, yeah, what's been going on with you, man? Hey, man, just working, animating. <laughs> well, you are Sandy Animator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and watching um, a lot of animation, too. Yeah, and so, I believe it. Yeah, Which, um, while we're on that, is uh, a couple of things I want to ask you regarding all that is, so uh, what are some of the current like movies or, or even television series mm-hmm. as far as animation going on that, one are to your liking of course right mm-hmm. Two, like the art is just 
I mean, you, I mean, you're an animator, so you understand like the work that they put into that. And three, some of the good storytelling. So, like, what's something that you're watching right now? Um, I just finished Castlevania, the latest season. Finally, I remember when uh, you went. You went pretty. It hard, is, you were on that uh, Castlevania dick last time. It, I remember it is, that. It is. It is nasty. It is nasty. So you would like it too, you know? It's, oh, okay, okay, okay. It's it's um yeah, it's definitely not cartoon for children it's but it, it's got some the story is is pretty good to, to be fair extreme okay uh, as a kid would have probably seen it no problem <laughs> yeah um the the animation is beautiful the angles that they shoot the characters in is awesome um they they the direction is really good um and the action sequences are are, are really really well done they've introduced a couple of new more a couple of new characters into into it compared to the previous season um and the the character development of those characters are really good like they've done a really good job uh, introducing a more international. Uh, I'm not gonna no spoilers, but a more international background to some of these characters. And you know, in these parts in the Nasty Thinks podcast, we get nasty, but we, when it comes to spoilers, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get your head cut off today, my man. Nope. And um, and yeah, it's um, it's it's it was really well done. It was really really well done. I mean, all every season that that show has done, I'm a big fan of. I. I never really played the games as a kid. I don't know. Have you ever played the video games? It's funny that you asked that. Is that um, surprisingly no? <laughs> and, and I've done quite a bit of gaming, right? But like everyone always tells me, yeah, man, it's great that they have a series. And fuck, remember the game back in the mm-hmm. day? I'm like, yeah, I didn't really play that, man. I played more more of that GoldenEye, man. You know, I was yeah, a GoldenEye yeah. kid, you know? Oh, I love GoldenEye. Yeah, GoldenEye man. I mean, my favorite. Who was your guy? Oh, I don't. Um, I don't remember their. Well, usually I would just go with Bond, but there was also. Um, I don't remember. I I don't remember their names. Uh, he was like kind of gray and bandaged up. Do you know oh that? yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you didn't go with the cheapest fucking guy in the game. Um, who was the, that? Um, the guy who threw the fucking top hat the whole time. Um, I forget his name too. And by the way, to the hardcore GoldenEye fans, don't fucking murder us, man. <laughs> I mean. It's uh, I'm a I'm a I was a fan of the game, but I was not like uh, I don't know the lore of the game. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But uh, but yeah, I believe it was like Nomad or some shit like that. I forgot his name. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I'm kind of looking it up right now. Is it is it Baron Samdi? No, 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 no. Like like the like he's like a shorter guy that like he's like the cheapest fucking character in the Odd game. Odd job. Odd job. That's a <laughs> motherfucker right there. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I usually played. Sorry, I was usually um, Doctor Doctor Doc. He was okay. a doc. He was a guy that was in the doctor suit. He's a doctor. Or, or I was, I was, I was Bond. Basically, like I tried to be Bond whenever I could. But. Right. So did you feel more like Sean Connery? No, no, man. It, it was, uh, it was the other guy. No, no, it I know was, it was uh, the other. I know it was the Pierce. other guy. Pierce, but yeah. but like in your imagination, we were like, oh, nice James Bond. I, I I didn't watch like for me. Uh, those movies came out when I was a little kid, so I wasn't really allowed to watch them. So, so in other words, sneak them, sneak them in the ones with Sean Connery. So, them. so in other words, you weren't Professor Ed's age. Like you know, he <laughs> was he was already an adult at that point, yeah, Professor yeah. Ed. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was, I was, I was still, a, I was not. Yeah, I don't remember how old I would have been. Maybe 12, 11 or twelve, maybe. Okay. So definitely, maybe even younger than that. So definitely couldn't watch those Bond movies. They were, I, I mean, in today's day and age, they're pretty tame. But to, back in the eighties, they were they were you know they were they were crossing a lot of social norms and lines. Oh, let's put it that way, bro. Okay, well, first of all, 
your parents were a lot more responsible <laughs> in that sense. Uh, sorry, but seven-year-old Extreme Joaquin over here yeah. was seeing Rambo mow down fucking oh, yeah, enemies, yeah. Commando, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, my rule in my household was literally just nudity, sex scenes, close your eyes. Okay. Yeah, Guy yeah. getting gutted to fucking death. It's all good, it's bro. It's all good. Gore, <laughs> good. violence. It's hey, okay. This, this is the way the world is. Yeah. It's exactly. You yeah. know what? If you think about it, it was a history lesson. It's like, you know what, son? If you think this is bad, mm-hmm. you haven't been through the world or life. See, that's, <laughs> you get what I mean? It's interesting that you say that because now I'm kind of going back to animation. There's a lot of adult-oriented animation now today. And they've, there's a lot of gore and violence in some of them. No, absolutely, and it and it's funny because actually on the uh, on the nasty things group chat we were kind of talking about that, and um, like for example, like I think the DC mm-hmm. in the animation side of things, mm-hmm. god damn it, man, they're they're just fucking nailing it. Mm-hmm. And similar with that, like you were saying about the violence and the gore, and a lot of those have a lot of violence and a lot of gore, man, a lot of blood. Well, we were just we were talking a little bit earlier about Invincible. Which is just oh, one of the most goriest cartoons out and there. And it's it's great, man. Honestly, it's, it's awesome. And what I like about um, Invincible is, by the way, I know that we also fuck with comics on this podcast. We fuck with everything, man. Mm-hmm. We get nasty on all things, all parts, right? Mm-hmm. Is uh, but not the parts that uh, Professor Ed's probably doing out there. <laughs> but um, with all that being said, is funny enough is like again to all the hardcore Invincible fans. Don't fucking kill me for this, but. My introduction to Invincible was because of the animation series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The comic book, I actually had very had no knowledge about, I'm, if I'm going to be honest. I'm the same way. I didn't even know about it until I actually... I, I started getting like two or three episodes into it, and I'm like, oh, this is an amazing, like, in, uh, like an amazing story and an amazing IP. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to look it up. And then I'm like, oh, there's this is like a full-out comic book with like... And there's, there's like tons of series of this comic book. Like, it goes on and on and on. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't wait for the next season. You know, funny yeah. enough, is similar, similar yeah. sort of thing with me, right? Is, um, you know, I was just having one of those lazy extreme days, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to get too extreme with, extreme today. I'm just going to go Akeen, mm-hmm. you know, not extreme Akeen. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided to check this out, and I'm like, and then I just saw, like, the voice actors in it, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's yeah. got Stephen Yoon, um, mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. And then um, Seth Rogen Seth eventually Rogen. down yeah, the line, he's, right? He's, he's also the I think he's the producer and uh, and he's also voice acting in it as well. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And I and I caught his his voice is undistinguishable yeah, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. You can tell what he's, he's when when he's on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do that on the series, but um, so right away, like I saw the first couple of episodes, and I'm like, fucked. Like what I loved about the first episode. Okay, by the way, I'm just gonna say spoilers quickly is how it ends at the end mm-hmm. the shock value where he mm-hmm. comes in right and omni man just again i'm just gonna give another spoiler he just completely fucks up the whole league yeah, yeah, yeah. which it, it essentially it's kind of a like a rip off sentient of the justice league sort of like you have a guy that's kind of like batman kind of a guy like aquaman so, sort of so the only issue i have with that is the character development of those characters they're a little random you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Like, like that's the thing. They're, like, like I like the MCU because a lot of these characters have some backstory. They have they have a little bit more real reality infused uh-huh. into their character. When it comes to the invis- invincible characters, I'm like, oh, this is a very strong lady with a really big club. That's her. <laughs> that's just like, how did that happen? And like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And then a lot of the characters have kind of 
like they, like they, robot man yeah like robot man like if so I'm a sadist for not for 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 spoiling myself, <laughs> right? Oh, so so I am you a guy, fucking went there, I'm didn't a you? Guy, I am the guy where if I get really really into a story, right? I I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I have to read ahead and see what's going on. So in hindsight, if I was like you, um, extreme, and I just watched the first season, I'd be like, "What is this character? It means like what is going on?" But unfortunately, I read ahead. Oh, and okay. that character is pretty fucking cool. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. And, yeah, and, okay. Which is kind of good because it's like the same way. It's like I didn't expect that from this particular character, but it gets good. Yeah. So so in other words, we got another professor out in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Except I, um, I can't I can't stop it myself, man. I got to know. I that's exactly know uh, what the, <laughs> the professor Ed thing that yeah. he does. Except he goes out of his way. Like, for example, there's a fucking Marvel movie. Or uh, DC, well, uh, hopefully DCU becomes better than what we got with the DCU. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying is, if he hears that there's a leak out there, first thing he fucking does, goes on the internet, looks for the leak, and then just spoils himself. I don't get it. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't get it, man. We're just those people. Like, I I can't, like, it eats away at the back of my mind. I'm like, all right, like, I know it's out there. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't have the internet, then I would just be like, yeah, all right. I'll wait for another year till it shows up. But I have the internet. So I'm like, all right, I got to find out what the hell is going on. Like, I know what the information is out there. And I'm just like, I, I need to know. And th- that's exactly, <laughs> oddly enough, is I hate <laughs> the Professor Ed's the fucking same way, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's insanity. But to me, it's more like, uh, just on my note, is that, for example, is I just think, um, I just love the shock value. For example, like, I will agree with you is that we didn't really get much development with those characters that... Mm-hmm. You know, I already said many times now, (laughs) spoiler warning, is where they got massively, completely butcheredly murdered is um, that I think they still did a good job of the shock value because, you know, we're we're being introduced to Omni-Man and like we both talked about, this is our introduction to the whole universe of Invincible, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is they did a good job there. But going back to like what you said is, yeah, I just, I like the surprise, man. It's kind of like, when just just imagine uh, i'm gonna go back to another movie watching the shining and knowing that he was dead the whole time oh yeah yeah okay 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 (laughs) that's kind of how i look at everything Mm -hmm. then i'm gonna recommend blue-eyed blue-eyed samurai to you blue-eyed samurai okay and the next time whenever we have a conversation i want to hear what your thoughts are on that because it's it's nasty and it's right down your alley, man. And it gets things in yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah, it is. It is. It is. I think it's. It's. I haven't finished it yet. I'm kind of in the middle of it, and I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Okay. It's beautifully animated. It is, but it's not overly complicated, which I love. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It kind of follows an invincible style. But it's not what you would consider traditional 2D animation. Okay, so that, that's actually what I was going to ask you. So, like, the animation isn't just, like, Invincible? It's, uh... it's, it's they've, they've taken 3D animation and they've emulated it to, to look like 2D animation. They've, they've kind of mixed in a Western style with an anime style through what I would call animation st- anime style through proxy. Okay. Because it takes place in Japan, ancient Japan. It's a lot of it is, of course, in, in, in the name. It's all about samurais and, and how how things took place in Japan many, you know, a couple of centuries ago. No, well, not a couple of centuries, a couple of hundred years ago. Yeah. Right? And the, the style of it is really, it's beautiful because 
if you look at it, there are some complicated choreographed fight scenes, but in general, it's sim- simplistic animation. But they but they make it they fill it with tense full moments. Okay, so uh, so we're not gonna see like DBZ style. Like uh, I don't know if you saw DBC back in the day, but oh, like, yeah, I was zoom, a- like it was just like so, <laughs> there there is like there is moments of that, but that's a that's a that's a cheat. Right, it's a cheat to save money, is what that was. Okay, because it's much cheaper to just draw a single image and just move the mouths around, right? And you notice that if you go back to DBZ, their their mouths don't really, sh- sh- they're not shaped like the the lip sync shapes that would lead to a proper mouth. You know, there's no O shapes, there's no E shapes. It's just open mouth, open mouth, open mouth. Cockroach. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I, I, actually, yeah, you might have ruined DBZ for me, man. Because <laughs> uh, that's nothing. I ruined it, that... but, I'll, but I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back so you love okay. it again. Okay. All right, so let's go. The reason they did that was so they could dub it in many different languages and it doesn't matter. Which, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And it, it doesn't matter. So if, if it, 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 it'll always look weird. Like, even if it was. Even if it was in its original Japanese language, it would still not look right. But it's okay. They don't care about it because it's cheaper to do it this way. And it's more universal. Yeah. What they did that was absolutely mind-blowing at that time was the play would scale, right? They would, like, these little tiny humans will be blowing up planets, you know what I mean? Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome, right? Like, yes, sir. And they were one, not the first, but they were one of the first to introduce evolution into um, cartoons. Yeah. Right? The, the Like, okay, you're going Super Saiyan 1, Super Saiyan 2. You're, you're, you're like, they, they have those hooks in you. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, well, this person is going to, like, when this person is down and out, he evolves into the next stage. And that wasn't necessarily seen before Dragon Ball Z. No, I don't think it was, man. Mm-hmm. Because, did, uh, wait, actually, Pokemon. How, how, like, how much after was but that? Pokemon's way, way after that, right? That's that's what I that's what I, yeah, that's yeah. why I had to ask. Is um, Pokemon? I I don't I don't have the exact date on me, but I think Pokemon probably came out like late nineties. Yeah, yeah, but Dragon actually, Ball actually, no, it, it did come out late nineties. That's yeah. right, because that was that was my shit, man. And I'm I'm Team Charizard to this day, motherfuckers. Yeah, that, that is. I think that is like the the number one IP or number two IP in the entire world. It's gotta be, man. It, it's made ridiculous amounts of money. It's ridiculous. No, um, which um, getting into sorry, quickly before we go back into Blue Eyed Samurai, mm-hmm. is I did want to ask you, how do you watch DBZ? Which uh. <laughs> Which dub do you do? You watch it in um... English always. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I, sweet. I, I wouldn't understand if it was. I mean, unless it had subtitles. But regardless, I when when I was when DBZ was coming out with brand new episodes, I lived in um, in Brampton, Ontario, and when they came out, they came out in the afternoon for some reason, right? Like like late afternoon, not really like right after school, which is a really weird time. But everybody was so into it. We would have to leave during our lunchtime, rush home to see the latest episode, and then come back to school. Like that's how that's how much we loved watching that that show. So you know, you got to love all that. Is that on our end, out in the Pacific side, right? Mm-hmm. Is um, DBZ just worked out perfectly, right? We went to school yeah. to like three o'clock. Yep. DBZ was on at four, mm-hmm. so yeah, <laughs> we, so it was that, perfect. That, that, that. That, that's what I mean, right? A couple of hours. It would have been like one or twelve. It would have been twelve when it came out for me. 
right? Oh, 12 in the afternoon. Dude, that's so, brutal, man. Well, it was fun because we would be like, all right, like as soon as the bell rang, like we got all our stuff ready. We were the most eager kids to get out of class for lunch. We ran. And please tell me you had a Vegeta backpack. Oh, oh well, no, I didn't. I didn't have a Vegeta backpack, unfortunately. If, if a, only I a, could go back to A lunchbox? Time. A lunchbox? No, I didn't have any Dragon Ball Z merch, man. I, it was only I could go back. I, I was never a merchandise guy like a kid i i had ninja turtles unless unless turtles. you get that uh nasty things uh merchandise there you go you know, hey you man nasty I'm, underwear. I'm waiting for my underwear yeah i, I gotta save some money and get that underwear with <laughs> with your face somewhere exactly it's my face in the front and my face in the back, back man there you go to there any go. exciting moment but uh yeah getting back to, yeah. <laughs> to how, DBZ how do there. i get that how do i get that underwear actually yeah you know what you, you actually go to 40 media.com where you can find my nasty things underwear and my nasty things hats. And of course, if you like the ill-minded side, you want to get a little ill-minded, they got some merch there too. And you can check out some of Eternal Love's music there too. Nice. Awesome, man. Yeah. Definitely going to have to go do some of that. Yeah. So I, go- I want that uh, that wife beater. Oh. Yeah. I've already, I've already passed uh, Eternal Love. And you're going to be listening to this and I'm like, hey, I want that wife beater. Get that beater. Yeah, yeah. That's but we ain't beating no wives in this podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back to the to DBZ and our love for it, and then back to, of course, why why I dragon. But uh, <laughs> we kind of we kind of went the opposite direction here. Is yeah. that yeah? On my end, just quickly, is as far as the merchandise, right? I honestly just got the toys because I didn't know that mm. backpacks and all that existed until, mm-hmm. or sorry, they didn't actually. Sorry, I'm wrong. Is um you had to go to like specific shops to get backpacks of Vegeta, Goku, etc. And I used to have these friends that would go to these shops or they'd have people come in from like South Korea and they'd bring them, they'd bring them some of the DBZ stuff. The, the original stuff. Hey, eh? nice. Um, well, that's the thing about merch. Like people like the, the mass consumer looks at everything backwards. Like, like we've discussed this earlier is like animation. Every single thing that you see is just an ad. Right, it's an ad that hooks you with the story because all they're trying to do is sell merch. Like these cartoons are just advertisements to sell T-shirts and lunchboxes. And you're absolutely right. Going yeah. back to the evolutions, right? Because mm-hmm. you had, because I remember like the first toy I ever got. And funny enough, is no, this isn't saying that this was my favorite Dragon Ball Z character, which I'm going to ask you after who yours was. Mm-hmm. Mine always was Vegeta. Vegeta, but yeah. um. My first like official like like toy. I asked my parents. I'm like, and you being a father, like your parent, your your kid probably comes up and asks you for like specific toys, etc. But again, with the marketing, is I got Super Saiyan One Goku, and that was like the like the biggest moment for me. It was one of the coolest like items I got. Mm-hmm. And then the year after, they had a Trunks figure, right? Future Trunks, Trunks with his yeah. fucking ship that took him back in time, back to the future, etc. which shout out to Marty McFly, is that one right there. Those were the figurines that came out. But then, of course, they had a release of uh, Super Saiyan 2 Goku, mm-hmm, Super mm-hmm. Saiyan 3, you know what I mean? So like you were saying, they yeah, they were sort of ahead of its time, specifically with the evolutions to sell more merchandise. Well, yeah, that's, that's the whole purpose of animation. Like every single, like not just, I mean, all television in general, like I, I, I'm still looking to prove this, but my theory is that there's only a few ways to make money in media, right? Um, it's either selling data, right? Like a lot of people do. They sell the data that they, that they got, that they got from like, from, from their subscribers and they sell it. That and like NFTs and stuff like that, right? No, that's like, so if you, if you visit a website, like say Facebook, 
they, they, they read the cookies that are inside of your browser and they can tell you what you've seen and what you, where you've been. And then they will, they will orient ads straight to you. So they're selling your data to other people. That's an example of it, right? I mean, there's tons of like, anytime you subscribe to anything, you know, if you just type your name, your phone number and your email address, that's the data that they're selling to different people. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. So that's one of the ways to sell, to make money in Medium. Yeah. Right. Let's not look at Extreme O'Keen's uh, search history, please. <laughs> I got some fucking wild... Facebook has all of it, man. That's wild. the thing. I got some wild recommendations, <laughs> man. Like, and I'm wondering, I'm like, when the fuck did I even like, type this in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then um, the other way is through ads. Now, sometimes they work together, but it's it's everything is advertising. Every single thing that, that you watch. Like, like right now on TV, we've got some bare knuckle boxing going on, right? Which is what, bare knuckle MMA, to be exact. Uh, exactly. Actually, yeah. But what we don't, we subconsciously don't realize is all the ads that are on their trunks, that are oh, around sure. the ring. That's the purpose of this. It has nothing to do with the boxing itself. They don't actually, most companies don't make too much money on the actual entertainment value of it. Like a lot of animation companies, like the, the actual product, like let's take Dragon Ball Z, which is actually a very successful um, um, independent product. But let's say it wasn't good. Right, and they yeah. made a cartoon. They would lose tons of money because the cartoon is extremely expensive to make. Yeah, right. It's mil like in today's day, it's millions and millions of dollars to make uh, even a four or eight episode cartoon. Yeah, and I believe that. And and actually, um, it's funny you say that about merch. Is it's sort of like um, like um, He Man. I, I just wanted to quickly mention that because I just remembered something quickly, and it's just going to drive me nuts. Then get back to what you were saying. Sure. Is He Man as a kid? Mm -hmm. They had these cool He-Man figurines. Mm -hmm. Never saw the series, <laughs> but I wanted to buy the fucking toys because mm -hmm. they were so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went and saw the series, but the toys are what really brought me in. But but it'll get you to watch a series, and then you'll know what's going on through the story, and then you'll come back and buy more merch. And then you'll be like, oh, I want that character and this character, and I want the castle, and I want this. Like That's, that's how they get you. Like You can never get a human being's attention for a long enough period unless you have some kind of story to it. You, they need to be invested in it to invest in you. And that's like a weird relationship that the viewer and just media has in general, right? That's, and, and, and well, the third way that, the, the only other way to make money in media is the way that, well, it's a great way to make money in general is through sex, <laughs> right? Those absolutely, are the, absolutely. Those, all right, like, so the, in my opinion, those are the only three ways you'll ever make money in media. And here's a question, actually, while we're in that sex and all that animation, mm -hmm. were you a massive hentai fan? Not, <laughs> not particularly. Um, it started like, like I mean, it's, it's, I, I actually, you know what, weird, oddly enough, I appreciate the art of it all. It's just the, it's just the, it's just, it's, it's cool, man. Like the animation sometimes in some, in some of them um, are, are pretty good. They're not, they're not that bad. It is repetitive cycles every now and then. Yeah. You also get an octopus just uh, going to but town. You know what? That's a, that's actually a Japanese, um, uh, tale of an, I don't, I don't, I, I shouldn't be speaking of it because I don't really know all the details of it, but it, it, it comes from a folklore in Japan of an octopus like i think it, it attacks women or something something along <laughs> what those the lines fuck, seriously yeah, yeah okay man. yeah that's that's where all this thing kind of comes from yeah it's it's ingrained in like again a story and a culture that came that's what evolved into this that's insanity yeah man, yeah, man. <laughs> like a lot of the a lot of the anime that we watch a lot of the even japanese inspired um cartoons that we watch 
come from Japanese folklore of some kind. Which it does make sense, man. It's kind of like our um, our passion and our love for samurais, right? Because um, again, like this isn't more of a folklore. It's you know it was mm-hmm. a real thing. That's why yeah, they have the it's a real thing. Yeah. That book, right? Like mm-hmm. the famous book, uh, The Ring of Powers, I think mm-hmm. it's called. Is that, is that what it is? Uh, I'm not sure, but well, I mean, they were definitely samurais. Saying, no, okay. I'm not saying you know, none of them look like Tom Cruise, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but hey, you know what? I actually like that movie though. It was I'm not a good lie. movie, it was a good movie, it actually was pretty dope, yeah. But, um, they, I think, I think we like them because. Um, they they have this sense of honor to them. Oh, for sure. You know sure, what I mean? Man. It's like it's like okay, yeah. Like I'm still. You, you have a code of ethics that you must follow to become this great warrior. Yeah. And I think that's something that it's it generally people uh, aspire to. Doesn't mean that they actually did it. Doesn't mean that they were all yeah. good people. But I mean, oh, of course not. It's 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 a it again. It's a story that people people believe, right? And, yeah. And they, they you get hooked in, and that's yeah. People like swords, and they love to see sword fights. And it's 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 there's something that's more beautiful. And you tell me, you tell me if you think differently. I think a sword is still more beautiful than a gun ever would be. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Like like you like, know what I mean? Like it's like there's something bad. It's kind of like uh, you know. I just got to bring up a quick scene right here. Yeah. Fucking Pulp Fiction, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see, uh, you know, Butch uh, played by uh, Bruce Willis or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just looking through the weapons on mm-hmm. how to. He sees a chainsaw. He sees a hammer. Yeah. Then he just sees a fucking katana, and he's like, "Katana, yeah, yeah. shit, I'm gonna fuck shit up with a katana." Just, there's just something about it—just a really big knife, a really big blade. That's kind of like, although, yeah, you should never bring a knife to a gunfight. It's just a little bit more aesthetically pleasing than I think a gun ever really would be. And uh, sorry, going back to the book that it was the art of war. That's what I meant by, to say. By Sun. Yes, yeah, that's a. I've, I read that book like maybe once every two years. I love that book. Well, there you go. That's yeah. an example, right? Yeah. And again, it's just it's something about just in general. So, like, I know um, going into like animations and stuff. Is there something about? Yeah, like that's a that's a prime example right there. Again, written by a fucking samurai. You know what I mean? Oh, it's actually Chinese. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, China, please don't kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my good, major mistake. It's all good. It's so, all good. a Mongolian, my bad. I haven't yeah. actually read the book. I've been meaning to because everyone always tells me yeah. it changes your life. It, 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 it does change your life. It's not because, hey, it'll make you a better, you know, a general for war, but because you can use a lot of the teachings in life, like in how to manage people, how to read people. There's this, there's this great saying in this book that I, I really like. It's like, if you have a, if you are about to beat your opponent, give them a bridge to run back to. Okay, and the reason for that is because an opponent that's in the corner will be far, that is cornered is far more ferocious than a, than an opponent that can run away. If you're in a negotiation situation extreme and you are winning, you have all the chips on your side. You make sure you give that person a little bit, a little bit of room to run away. I agree with that's an and, and mm-hmm. that is literally you can apply that to literally anything and I agree Absolutely. with that. Yeah. I need to get that fucking book, man. Yeah, man. I it's it's dude. Next, if I see you again, I'll lend it to you, man. Like Absolutely I think everybody will. should be everybody should take. It's not a it's not a difficult read at all. It's a very simple read. I think max like maybe like eighty pages. Hey, hey those shots fired there because it's a simple read. Are you telling me that I gotta gotta get books with coloring books? Is that what it is? No, no, no. no. It doesn't. I mean, you could get one with pictures. I I don't know if they make a picture book for that. They should. They should. But no, man. It's a it's a it's a really great uh, book so, because I so, mean, yeah. some of it goes into actual tactics. And yeah, you can of course, kind right? Of use Rest it how properly, etc. Yeah, but 
but no, it's worth the read for sure. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that made me laugh a little bit. But yeah, there is no coloring book version of it. <laughs> okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. If there is, make sure you make sure you have a lot of red crayon. Yes, a lot of red crayon. Yeah. And hey, man, if you want to throw in some purple in there, why not, man? <laughs> but okay, that is funny. I'm sorry. Uh, the reason that I thought it was that is because um, just the amount of people that have talked about that book, etc. And then there's uh there's a specific fighter that i follow he has like this samurai code like uh like samurai code he fights but he also lives like tries to live like a samurai he he has that like handbook but he has like the old copy mm-hmm. like <laughs> by his side so i figured it had some sort of samurai oh, inspiration yeah, yeah. in it yeah well I, i'm I, it, i'm not sure i don't know the dates that they came out with but it probably came out well before the samurais vanished so i'm sure a lot of samurais are actually they were seldom used in war. They were more bodyguards. They were bodyguards for the shogun. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, that's like, what I do know. Yeah, they 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 weren't necessary. Like, if the shogun wanted to go to war with another dynasty or another family, then they would grab a bunch of samurais and go at it. There were also samurais who who weren't generally loyal to just the shogun. They were ones that were just up there for hire. So I mean, we we've. we've We've put these people on a pedestal, even though there may have been some really great samurais and, and people. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. A lot of them were just sometimes assassins who were just really good. <laughs> yeah. And like the Shogun hired them to go kill his enemies or and whatever then, needs to be done. And then you had the other ones that would probably just died within seconds. <laughs> probably, yeah. You and know then, what I mean? Yeah. And then there's a Ronin, right? The Ronin are the ones that don't have a Shogun. That have been oh, turned God. away from their shogun for whatever reason, right? It's like, or the shogun tried to kill them and they ran oh, yeah. away, or like they tried to kill their family and they've and they decided, oh, I rather save my family and not be a samurai to you anymore. And exactly, it's kind of and it's crazy because even the name Ronin sounds fucking badass, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody were to say San the Ronin warrior, mm-hmm. you're like, shit, <laughs> like who is this guy? It has, you know it what had, I mean? It has a it has, see, it has a good ring in English. But I think back then it was like derogatory term for, oh, uh, for sure. someone who lost their respected face, right? And I think it's just uh, with proper, with very well done, re- sorry, very good storytelling mm-hmm. is the reason why now Ronins are cool. Mm-hmm. Because for the longest time, like you said, they were probably like, "Oh shit, he's a Ronin." So we, they've they've changed the narrative, right? Like Western exactly. people have changed the narrative on a lot of stuff, right? Like even if we look at Blue Blue Eye Samurai. Um, I was I would recommend people watch this. It's it's a really beautifully done show in general, regardless of it being animated or not. And out of curiosity, so like, what are some of the major, like, because uh, again, um, since we're in the animation topic and stuff, is I am I would like to hear some of the animators involved in this show that be you know just just mm. so they can get so, some love and some recognition there. This is the thing about animators; they don't get the recognition that say an actor would. So to be frank with you, I don't really know any of the animators. I I don't know any of them that have worked on all these shows. Like majority of them, like it is a small community in general, especially yeah. here in BC. Like at some point you're going to work with someone else that that lives like that lives here. But I mean, this one was created by Netflix, which I believe is based in California. So I wouldn't know any of the particular okay. animators. Like there's not there's there's a handful of super famous animators out there. Yeah. But sometimes the best ones are the ones that you never hear of. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, they're, they're, they're general generalization, of course, right? Is that animators tend to be very introvert, introverted. 
right? They have great acting knowledge. They know how the human body works. They have great body mechanics knowledge. But in general, they're not, they're not comfortable being in front of the screen. They're rather, that's why they use an avatar like a character to portray the, the emotions yeah. and, and the story. And, and, and it's crazy that you uh, sort of mentioned that. Is it is so, so like in the animation world, it's not quite like, um, for example, in the comic book world, everyone knows who Jim Lee is. Jim Lee is yeah. beloved, right? He does great illustration. Well, and there, there are. I mean, there are legends, like, of course, Tex Avery, right? Um, well, there you go. See, like, Extreme Okeen right here? I'm just like, Tex Avery, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds cool. Yeah. He Well, he made all the Looney Tunes stuff. Oh, like, fuck he's, he's a legend, right? Shut like, the fuck up, seriously? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he died in the 80s, but yeah. Um, he and was, I'm sorry, that's like one of the most fucking gangster names ever, Tex Avery. His real name was Frederick Bean Tex Avery. Yeah, yeah. Tex Avery's got yeah, a more Tex of a Avery's got a little bit better, yeah. Yeah, he did tons of like, he did all, he, he kind of helped Warner Brothers um, get to the stage. Well, I mean, so look at it this way. Like, if it wasn't for him, Warner Brothers wouldn't be where it is today. So uh, here, here's a, here's a uh, quick question, actually. Sorry, now that now that you mentioned that, did he work on Animaniacs too? No, he probably passed away after that oh, before it okay, came okay. out, right? So he worked on like the first Daffy Ducks, and oh god, he worked on all that stuff. Like that's what I mean. He made Warner Brothers Warriors today, which right. led to the path of all the great Warner Brothers stuff that you see today, like all the DC comics, all the DC um, shows that uh, that you've seen, yeah. like Batman. I mean the the original Batman series. Like, wait, wait, like Batman the animated series? Yes, yeah. Shut That's the all fuck Warner up. Brothers. He wasn't he wasn't on that. Okay, okay. But he led say. Okay, he okay. led to the he led to it. All right. Um basically he led to to that. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. But like okay, so like but for the most part, like a consistently good animator on like people will probably not know who he is like me I'm, I'm just finding this out right now so like to me it's yeah like okay that's a that's well, a dope name too yeah like i mean i'm just looking up right now it's like the, the 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 four most famous animators would be john lasseter right he's the he's basically the guy that runs that ran pixar right everything from toy story till i think Jesus i think he Christ. just left pixar just a couple of years ago um chuck, chuck jones chuck jones right? like another guy the warner brothers Right, MGM. Um, he made tons, tons, and tons of animation. Uh, Nick Park, who was also involved in in a lot of the Warner Brothers stuff. Glenn Keane, who made tons of beautiful animation uh, with with Walt Disney. Okay, that makes sense because Glenn Keane. Right when you said that, I'm like, I've heard that name mm-hmm. before. So, and uh, Gendy, I always butcher this name. Tartakovsky. Have you heard of Primal? Um, no, I don't think have I you have. heard of, um, uh, what is it? Um, hold on. Yeah. Well, Primal is a really good, uh, Samurai Jack. Oh, Samurai yes. Jack. He yes. made Samurai yes. Jack. That's, that's was his, well, that was one of the first things that he's made. And then he's made a couple more things after that. Um, but Primal is one that just came out a couple of years ago amazing it's it's the basic story of it is just a caveman who somehow befriends a dinosaur and they go around killing and butchering things everywhere again wait a nasty show nasty things baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah and we get nasty in these parts is um now it's sounding more familiar now that you like dis- exactly. like give it more of a description for sure it's sounding a little more familiar yeah i don't know we've got seth mcfarlane of course Family guy. Oh, yeah. Seth MacFarlane, so, for sure. So these are your famous animators. Matt Stone and Trace Parker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, you can even go Matt Groening. Yeah, that's right. That's right, right. actually. Yes, yes, so, actually. Matt Groening. So, so there, are, there are a handful. So these are like, like, I don't even think I've named 10. 
But look at it this way. Every show, like every single show has about like on average, maybe 30 to 50 animators. Yeah. That's insane, man. That's insane. Yeah. It is a ridiculous amount of people that are needed. And when I when I say animators, I'm generalizing it because uh-huh. a lot of people think that animators is just this one, like, okay, you're an animator, so you make cartoons. The reality is that every single thing that you see today are made by different people with different skill sets, right? You have people that are like designers and they create the character. They don't they don't move anything. They just tell you what the character looks like. And then you have modelers who model the character. They create a they create basically a statue of what the character looks like. You have riggers who put bones inside the character, right? And then you have animators who move the the character like a puppet. Then it goes into rendering. They, this is an amazing process that gets under that's completely underrated. It's it's where most of the technical issues happen. It's where the computer takes all the images and it turns it into this beautiful final image. It takes yeah. all these pieces and it turns it into a beautiful image. Then you have compositors and editors who take that beautiful image and enhance it even more, and then they release it out. And on top of that, you have production staff, accountants, you have, you have uh, supervisors, you have all these other people that are involved in all these simple projects. Like, you're looking at 100 plus people. Damn. Yeah. And just to like, and, and this is just like getting the characters on to like, this is that's just, insanity, yeah. man. And then on top of that, I don't want like, if I have to average it out, like depending on how many people you have on your show, a show would take good like eight months. Like, actually, no, a show would take like around like 16 months maybe to make. Damn. Yeah. So whatever, yeah. whatever you're seeing today, you're looking at the past. That's insanity, man. So like. And it, and it's funny that you talk about that. Is it something that actually came to mind a while back? Because I, I listened to this uh, to this guy that does the concept art for MCU projects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This guy knows every single thing that's coming out, like five or six or seven or even more years beforehand, because he's a concept art guy, right? Yeah. So he draws out the image, how it's going to look, and what's going to pop. It's what's going to happen, and that's all the process. Again, like. It, that's insane, man. It, it is pretty insane. And you're in, a lot of people don't realize exactly how much this costs. Because like we said, it's hundreds of people. Like you have hundreds. And I'm not even talking about like the marketing people, the people that are making the merchandise, the, 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 the middlemen in between it. And then there's that suit, the suit that comes in. Yeah, I, don't, I think you should change that to red. So <laughs> it's funny that you said that. <laughs> I, I worked on a project. And I'm not going to mention what project or who the clients were. But I walked on a project once where everything was all good. We were we were ready to finish up. It was an advertising project, and we were ready to finish it all up yeah. and wrap wrap it up in a bow and send it over and get our invoice in. And then the uh, the suit, he showed it to his 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 spouse, his wife. Oh God! And his wife didn't like some of the colors, and she was an interior designer, so <laughs> she said that oh I don't really like the color scheme that's happening on here and here, and it needs to completely change. So we had to go back. I found a few steps, change all the colors just because the suit said, hey, I want, I want to change something. God damn it, man. And that adds cost and that adds time. And you got to remember like, hey, these hundred people, they've probably moved on to another project. Oh, now they all have to come back. And that was my next question. Like that must <laughs> be the other part, like the pain in the ass part, right? Is that suit comes in and says, yeah, I want it to be yellow. Yeah. <laughs> generally, generally the suit's, go with whatever whatever you say based on money 
If yeah. you come back and say, okay, but that yellow is going to cost you like another like $300,000. They'll be like, oh no, I'm okay with blue. Yeah, that's you know, blue's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Blue's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost always, the, almost always the case. But yeah. there is no production that I have worked on or any of my peers have worked on that has just been a smooth ride. No such thing. There's no such thing like, oh, this is amazing. Everything is done on time. There's no problem. There, nothing was canceled. There's no big. There's no big issue here. Like, it's always, always gonna have a problem. And it's funny you say that. Is it seems sort of like uh, when you hear like construction buildings mm-hmm. being built, sort of the same idea. It's meant to. Co- it's coming out 2025, and then it's like, yeah, 2025. Let's say July 2025. It ends up coming out 2026, mm-hmm. <laughs> like August of 2026, something um, like that. There is a lot of similarities to building a house and building a show. Tons and tons of similarities. That's insane. Yeah, it insanity is insanity. Thought I went and sound the white and sound the my Tyson kind of came out of that moment. Yeah, yeah. It it like everything, man. Like if you don't have a good foundation, the house is gonna be shit. If you don't follow the standards, your house is gonna be shit. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you don't, if you don't get enough of the of, the, of talented or experienced crew members, your house is gonna be shit. Exactly, and it's and then on their end, their suits are more of the guy that just. <laughs> like did the dot like just wrote the architect that comes in and just draws it all out and then goes yeah why didn't you add that there even though the guy that builds it understands why you didn't but that's that's an animation as well there's a guy like that in animation as well it'll just come in and say hey man you know like i said i i prefer yellow instead of blue oh but sir changing that to blue at this point is going to be thousands of dollars change it change yeah, it yeah. get it done <laughs> yeah. and then the yeah. other guy comes in Thousands of dollars. <laughs> Fuck, just fucking cut it, over it. <laughs> yeah, cut over it. And and it's, 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 it's sometimes some of the best shows have the best intentions at the start. And then once they get into trying to execute the show, that's when things start falling apart. If you don't have good experienced people that can help prop it up and get everything back on the track, every single production is going to blow up in their faces. It's going to get over budget. It's sometimes it's like there are some cartoons that are out there that don't even get released damn some of them go all the way almost to the finish line and they get pulled so it's like uh, it might be like sort of like uh has there ever been a scenario where i'm gonna put this into account because i remember this or sorry something that i is has there ever been an animation that's sort of been deadpool and by the reason that i mean by that is that Mm -hmm. so you know, there was this uh, like thing that Ryan Reynolds worked on, Deadpool, yeah. right? I think uh, some people might know what it is. I, I think he's a pretty decently known IP. I don't know if many people know, but <laughs> um, is some random guy randomly released it to the public? Wasn't meant to be released. It was put in the ba- in, in the book, like it was literally not supposed to be released. And then the audience said, "Holy shit! Like, why? Are, why isn't Fox making this?" And then it got made. Has there ever been a situation like that in, in like an animate like an animated oh, show man. that was this close and not coming out, but somebody Tons. released it? Tons. Yeah, I would never know because it was never released, right? Because all these things are kept under wrap and NDA, right? So it's it's so I can't speak for shows in general. Like I have worked on so I have worked on an app for 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 a large production company, and they wanted to promote one of their shows. And we built everything to spec. We got it all yeah. done. We were ready to launch. And they pulled the plug on the last day. Damn. Yeah. And it was on time. It was everything. And that's and that's just a small example of what actually happens to larger productions. It's like in the last moment, they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, this is not going to work out. And sometimes the reason it's not going to work out is because they don't believe they're going to make their money back. 
it's either they've spent too much at the start yeah. or they haven't planned ahead too far enough to be like, hey, the merchandise is to, for, to sell this is not going to be ready. Those lunch boxes are not going to be ready on time. They'll be ready next year. That's too late. Pull the plug. I'm not losing any more money on this because I can't make my money back. Damn. <laughs> and, and, and again, it all goes back to like we were talking about earlier. Merchandise, man. It's key. It's key. There's not, they're like some Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon have slightly skewed the game a little bit where they just pay for content at this point. Like they don't care if you sell t shirts, right? They don't, they don't care. It's like we're just going to give you money to care content. I personally think that's a bad business model because at some point you're going to run out of subscribers. This is, this is my way of looking at, at this. It's yeah. like, Let's let's say extreme. There's eight million people on this planet. Yep. You have eight million people in your subscriber list. You've managed to do the unthink the impossible. Every single human being on this planet, from from living in a skyscraper to living in the jungle, <laughs> has whatever subscription you have. So so in other words, the extremely nasty things. Is is so? Let's say so and so. Let's say extreme extreme. Uh, um, yeah, nasty things be- becomes uh, you put a subscription on it. It's yeah. Like, hey, and you've got eight, all the people in the world listening to it. Then what? Then where's your growth? You've yeah. maxed it out, right? Like there's no more people to. And at some point, you don't need every human being to look at it. At some point, you will max yourself out as as like okay, well, just as many people are leaving the the the, the subscription network yeah. as they are coming in. And you've reached an equilibrium where it's like, oh, I have no growth. But people want new content regardless. Everybody wants new shows. New shows. Oh, I've seen that show. I've seen this show. I've seen the show. But so where are you going to get the millions of dollars to keep making new content? And your subscriber lists are not growing and growing the way it used to. Exactly. Because I've already maxed out. So at that point, it's so it's it's a dangerous side of things because then you release like pro, like you start throwing in things that people don't care about, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Which is what some may have complained with certain uh, big branded like Netflix and stuff. Actually, is I've actually heard complaints. And again, I have Netflix, so I'm not completely shitting on Netflix, but I've heard that exact complaint where they release things that you don't care about, right? Like there was a John Cena movie that came out recently; nobody cared about it, man. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you already have so many subscribers that. It, 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 that's they don't the thing. care about content. I mean, sorry, the so, quality of the content. So things are changing because people didn't plan for the streaming. Nobody planned for how streaming would be monetized and become a business. Everyone just thought, oh, my God, this is such an amazing technology, such an amazing idea. Let's just run with it. And now we're in 2023 and we're dealing with the repercussions of it. We just got through an, um, we, we finished an actor strike just a few months ago and we just finished a writer, uh, sorry, we've, a writer strike a few months ago and we just finished a actor strike right now. And yeah. the big reason for this strike was due to streaming. There were oh, yeah. no rules on it. We just let the technology go wild and said, oh, we'll deal with it tomorrow. And yeah. today was tomorrow, right? So now... Some of these streaming networks, they may have to release their data to tell people, and this is a double-edged sword because, okay, so let's say I made a show and I thought it was going to be really good and it didn't do well. Previously, nobody would know because Netflix wouldn't release the data. Yeah. Now, everyone will know that the show didn't do well. Now, if, I, if Netflix keeps doing shows that aren't doing well, Investors are going to start pulling their stock out of Netflix. Yeah. Thus, crashing Netflix and bringing less and less money to them to create new content 
And then when they start running low on money, they can't create new shows and thus people in the entertainment industry will start losing jobs. Yeah. And uh, like I, I had heard, uh, what was it? Not too long ago that they wanted to start bringing in commercials. And then that's when they lost a, a fuck ton so, of subscribers. I don't care. Let those subscribers leave. I, I, like I said a couple of minutes earlier, there's only three ways to make media, money in media, right? Selling data, sex, <laughs> and advertising. Hey, you had me at sex, man. There's, there's no other way. Like, there's no other proven way to make Like, someone could say, oh, there's education. Education doesn't make any money. Definitely media. not. No. There's, there's, like, video games, it's entertainment, but it's still selling merch at the end of the day. Right. That's at the end of the day. That's what they're doing. They're selling yeah. merchandise for whatever it is, or they're doing in 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 uh, in app purchases and stuff like that. That that could be considered another revenue stream. But it it is true though, because like, look, I'll, I'll be straight. As a big God of War fan, yeah. I've been on the verge of buying a Kratos figurine just to have be, because yeah. uh, his character has been written so well. Right. And that's that's how they do it. That's how they do it, man. Like it's it's off these these subsequent purchases that they make a lot of their money because. In general, a game games are like eighty bucks, maybe a hundred and ten bucks on average, right? These days are about ninety to one hundred and twenty if you get the Depends. extended and all that Depends. edition. Is that enough money to just sustain this entire IP? Because once you buy it, you have it. There's no recurring purchases unless you do in-app purchases, right? That's another thing that they brought in there, of course. But like. The most of their money is coming from the merchandise that they sell for these products. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> and I agree. So, so in other words, the ones that left, you're like, yeah, well, fuck. I mean, that's just the way business is run, man. Dude, I, they, I, I am okay with them bringing back ads. Let them bring back ads. In fact, they would bring back ads that are specifically set for you because they have your data. Okay. They know who you are. So, so Joaquin really likes, I don't know, kinky underwear. Hell right, yeah, man. Right. Nasty things underwear. Actually, he's, be been, he's been looking at that all through the internet. So guess what kind of ads are going to show up for you when you go on Netflix? And that is 4D Media. Yeah, there you go. 4 com, <laughs> by the way. And to all our listeners, they're going to be looking up a lot of 4D Media stuff where you can find our underwear, mm-hmm. our shirts, and much more. There you go. So that's that's how it's done like so they will they will advertise directly to you on what you what your what your preferences are exactly so it's it's actually in a sense it's more of a it's definitely a lot smarter and a lot more because i mean you know like a a kid that grew up uh you know born in 91 is we saw a lot of shitty ass commercials we didn't care about you you saw like on on average you would see what a commercial for cereal commercial for insurance (laughs) commercial for some kind of workout machine who and, cares? And then you get a He-Man figuring. You're like, oh shit! Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly. where they got you. And that's where they got you. But what if they already have? All, they have all your data. They know who you are. They're going to advertise directly to what your preferences is. Let's say you want to go buy car. You were thinking about buying car insurance earlier that day. You went on a bunch of car insurance spots. You're going to get ads in Netflix that tell you about car insurance. And to all those people that are outside of BC that <laughs> we're kind of stuck with, what is it? ICBC. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we we're stuck yeah. with ICBC. <laughs> if you're in BC. Yeah, we were uh, unfortunately me and San cannot. We, hey, actually, you know what? Maybe we should release a nasty things uh, car insurance. Actually, that could be a mm-hmm. it could be a good revenue to try to rival ICBC. I, I don't I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know what their monopoly is here on that, but yeah, that in transit, buddy. I don't. I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it too. Yeah. <laughs> but getting back to the more um, mm. positive side of things, I guess sort of positive is. Um, is I guess it is important in a sense to have these ads and stuff, right? It. How else are you going to sustain your business? 
You know what I mean? Like at some point, like at some point, they're gonna have to bring in ads. Like they, like I said, or the increase subscriber um, every the monthly subscriber um, uh, payments. Right, right now Netflix is eighteen dollars. I remember when it was just like ten or twelve, right? Ten or twelve. It was what was wasn't it like eight bucks at one point? Well, I wasn't signed on at eight bucks, but yeah, I'm sure it was eight bucks at one point. So now we've reached almost double it in in that amount of time. So which then you know what is now happening is all these. Um, it's funny that we're talking about this. Is that everyone that just said, "Ah, fuck cable," I could just get Netflix and mm-hmm. now Amazon or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, ah, we're good with there. Now, <laughs> cable is making a skyrocket return it because of the just as much. It's just just as much now, yeah. and you technically get more channels with cable than you would if you just got a whole bunch of subscriptions. The issue is that some of the best um, intellectual properties are now associated with streaming networks. Oh, for sure, and yeah. that's one thing that I actually did want to give a lot of credit to Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm is that they're now adding like local channels. And if you're a big MMA fan, they have one FC on there. Yep. So that's a start. Another one, another feather in the cap of Amazon. They're one of the few streaming networks that are making bank. They are one of the few profitable streaming networks out there. Easily because on top, like forget about even the streaming side of things, man, is, Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be real here. I know that there's probably like like a guy hidden in his basement, but I'm sorry, Amazon Prime you order something that you want, it comes a day later. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to talk, we don't need to get into like the work environment for the people that do the deliveries and stuff, but it, it's too good of a service not to have it in that sense, which, by the way, Amazon, if you want to sponsor the nasty things, by all means. They've got they've got money to spare. It's all good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, they're one of the few because uh, Disney Plus hasn't really made that much money. Even Apple TV is not really that profitable. Apple TV doesn't surprise me, but I will. One thing I'll give uh, Apple TV credit for is when they do release product, though, it's good, man. Like, it's good. It's really, like really uh, good. Blackbird was a good series, and mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of the other series. Mm-hmm. Like I was good too. Like, or sorry, C is C, what it was. C is, C is amazing. C yeah. is fucking great. C is great. Is it's good product, but not enough of it, right? Disney yeah. Plus su- doesn't surprise me too much because there hasn't been anything huge yet for them, in my opinion. Yeah, Disney Plus is kind of just well because Disney Plus is kind of locked in with just their independent. It's it, Disney Plus is locked in with their own intellectual properties. It's rare that they're going to they're going to throw in you know like a, a Warner Brother property in the middle or something like that into into um, into Disney Plus. So they're stuck with just whatever disney whatever's yeah whatever is disney whatever's star wars they've purchased national geographic now as well so they have that as well but they're that's all they have they they're, they don't have the freedom that say netflix does where they can have anything that is except for anything that's disney oriented yeah and, and in that sense is there's a lot of creative ideas and that's why like i do have a massive appreciation for netflix i mean sometimes you do get some shows that I think that it's a bummer that, you know, they got canceled because not enough viewers like Alter Carbon was such a good series. That was a good series. Yeah. Season one specifically. Season two was it was good, but mm-hmm. not not as good as like, you know, season one. But you do have that leeway. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's um, it is. Yeah, it, that's and that's the thing that, that was what like there was a massive strike just because there's, we released a technology that that we really fully didn't understand all the all the pitfalls too. And thus we ended up getting in a situation where people were not getting paid enough. People were being used. People were losing tons of money. 
And it's because we didn't look at all. We didn't foresee the issues that would happen. We just loved what was given to us. And of course, and on that note, is that like, it's sort of like, um, like getting into, I mean, I know we completely <laughs> like went away from um, the white-eyed dragon. Sorry. Oh, no, blue-eyed samurai. Blue-eyed samurai, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But quickly, uh, I just wanted to make a quick take on this is it's just sort of the, sort of the craziness of like, we're talking about AI is we're getting pretty close to where you can mm-hmm. literally tell AI, hey, I want a Kubrick-styled film. Mm-hmm. Write it out for me. And this and this, and then you can even bring in actors from the past and stuff. Like we're getting pretty close to that, man. Yes and no. Like the, the actor strike that just happened right now, they, 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 one of the requests was that they can't do that. They can't bring back actors' likenesses and use them like that. Like maybe one that's dead, maybe their children might sign over the rights. Maybe they can do that, but they'd have to pay them tons of money. The the issue with AI right now because um, the CEO or one of the chief executives of DreamWorks, he just came out and said that they can reduce the costs of animation production by 90% by using artificial intelligence, by cutting down on labor and technical costs. So that means that you are cutting down the workforce dramatically, right? Like, so so remember I said 100 animators? Now they could just be 20 animators. Exactly. And then that, what ends up happening to those 80 other ones, right? Is well, that makes such a well big blow is, right there, man. Yes and no. Like I always believe that it's it's perspective is everything. So let's look at this differently. Why do we need studios anymore? If that's the case, right? That is a that is like, a good um, right. Like so so if me and twenty other guys are able to create a movie, why would we even need dream? Why would we need the suits? Yeah, that's right? actually yeah. It's sort of like it's funny that you mentioned that, right? Is this sort of like when the pandemic sucked? I'm going to be completely straight mm-hmm. with you there. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of what happened to a lot of what they ended up finding out is that a lot of people, when they stayed home, doing their doing their work at home, doing all the paperwork, productivity went up. Because what did people do? Let's get rid of all that. Let's mm-hmm. finish everything that we got to do and then continue on with our day, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot productivity went up. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, some offices decided to close and say, yeah, we don't need an office anymore because yep. our workers are working fast because, like, what happens, like, anywhere, like, you even as an animator, I guarantee you, every so often, like, you have a couple of minutes, you talk to your coworker, hey, like, so-and-so mm-hmm. thing, we're working on so-and-so mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that you go in, finish what you have to finish, not even a chance to really talk about yeah, you, like don't with your coworkers, the, exactly. you don't have the distractions that maybe you had in the office. Um, I'm I'm torn on the whole remote work thing. Uh, I work remotely at home. Um, I really love the flexibility of it all. I love the fact that, okay, hey, I can just wake up. Literally, my office is 10 feet away from where I sleep. I don't have to drive. I save tons of money on gas. I have a lot more flexibility with my kid. I could spend a lot more time with him rather than driving to go do different things. And also it's it's more safe because I'm not on the road as much, right? Flip side is I miss the camaraderie that comes with meeting people who are like-minded in the same world as me. And that's exactly the take that I was going to say, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is I've seen that to split, but I love that you acknowledge both sides. Mm-hmm. It's like there's one side you love and there's one side you don't. Yeah. 
right? I, I think I think and and you know and and remote work doesn't work for everybody. Yes, productivity has gone up slightly from remote work, but it depends on the individual. Like some people get distracted at home and they just can't work. They 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 they're not capable of working from home. Exactly. Yeah. There's that guy that's like, eh. Let's hit that bong hit, man. <laughs> there are people that were so productive with the structure of coming into the office. And now when they work at home, they're like, what happened to this person? They're, they're, they're just completely fallen off, right? Yeah, that and happens a lot. It happens a lot. And you have to demand them come into the office. And they, they, they don't like that, right? And that's the problem with it. It's like, it, But there are some people that are like, oh, okay, well, they're doing much better at remote work than they mm. are in the office. It's a, it's a weird double-edged sword in a sense. It's like... He, it isn't, it isn't, you if you get what I mean. make rules for every single person's um, individuality, right? It has to be a general rule. It's either, okay, we're, we're going to do hybrid work or we're going to be, do on-site work. And I think, I think that's the most flexible thing that most offices and most entertainment studios can do. Um, when they just say, oh, you have to be on-site, we need to keep an eye on you, it kind of feels like you're taking away freedom. And when you take away freedom, you lose creativity. And I like that take right there. And it's but uh, and, and funny enough is uh, something that did come to mind is that so I had um, a while back um, uh, a guy who uh, uh, an engineer right he most he engineers submarines and he was discussing to me we talked a little bit off air he won't mind if I mention this because it mm-hmm. is what it is right mm-hmm. is he talked about how he had to make sure to show up to the office for mm-hmm. productivity would go up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he could work, at, but at home, he was fine. He'd finish all his projects, finish all the diagrams, get them done, and then his day went on. But for whatever reason, he had to, he, he, he had to be there in the office to bring structure to the office. Yeah. Yeah. So you see a lot of that too. It's 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 all based on the individual and the corporation themselves. Like uh, the company that I currently work for, they they do hybrid. Right, it's like, all right, well, you you come to work a couple of days a couple of days a week. If you're unable to, we'll discuss something, but we want to see you at the office, right? And I like that approach because it's kind of like, yeah, you get to go and meet people. Like, if you're yeah. sitting at home all by yourself, you don't get to exchange ideas. And this is it's weird. Creativity needs freedom, but if it if it's almost like a river, but it's a river that needs to have floodgates. Yeah. You know, you have to let it flow. You need to leave leave it freedom to flow. But if you leave it overboard, it'll just go. It'll create a flood. Yeah. Like you need to control. That, you need to control that stream. And I I like that. Uh, I like that take right there mm-hmm. because it is very true. And and I think like you like we were mentioning, certain individuals work better in certain situations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there's some guys that honestly they might work better from home because they're mm-hmm. motivated to get the job done, mm-hmm. finish it off. But here is a question that I have for you. Do you think somebody that's just coming in to get the job done and leave, do you think creativity goes out the window for so guys like that? I, 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 I don't personally like working with people with that mindset, especially in my field. There are some fields where, yeah, you, you have to clock in and clock out, and I get it, right? That's, that's like if you're – like I used to work a lot of factory jobs. And there's no creativity involved in that. It's just repetitive. Oh, no. Factory jobs suck. Yeah, it's just repetitive business. It's just repetitive work, right? So in those kind of situations, yeah, like I'm not expecting you to be passionate and and believe that this is your calling, right? When it comes to creative field, I feel that, and this is my opinion, it's like if you think that this is just a nine to five job, you will lose that job and you will not move forward. Which, you know, one thing that I'm, it's funny you talk about that. And 
one of the biggest uh, misses that I've seen as of late is there's a studio I'm gonna. Eh, I don't think they'll they'll care. Um, so so the EA brand, mm-hmm. EA Sports brand, is my issue with the EA Sports brand in the last. I don't know how many years. It feels like the creative team has just sort of given up, man, because they know. And the unfortunate thing, and that's why when we're talking about creativity, they kind of come to mind, is outside of like the Star Wars game they came out with uh, the last, uh, sorry, uh, Jedi Survivor, excellent. Mm. But the EA Sports side, man, like it's a a rough time, man. So so there's only so much you can do with EA Sports. All, All the only avenue you have to move forward towards is more hyper realism and introducing more and more players and yeah. more and more teams into the system, right? And that involves buying these franchises into your system. But you can't make you can't make like a a storyline out of out of two K. You know what I mean? Like, but, but at least two K. I'll give one thing cre- one credit to two K is like on the like pro wrestling side. Apparently they're they're killing it, man. But for example, the new UFC game that just came out, EA UFC Five. Mm-hmm just bombarded with hate because of the same thing it's like it was a product that i understand the nhl franchise for example right massive shout out to nhl you know where we grew up in canada so yeah. hockey's pretty big to in, in all of us i don't know if you're a hockey fan i do watch a little bit i, of I watch hockey like i'm not a huge fan but no yeah. like yeah i'm a canadian exactly. yeah we watch hockey if it's on the show <laughs> exactly, it's on the tv right? we watch hockey yeah. exactly right so you know with that brand or even FIFA or even Madden, mm-hmm. I understand that mm-hmm. you can't do much because you're releasing the product every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. EAUFC, what the fuck, man? It took three years. We waited for the newest one to release. And you clearly, it was literally just copy and paste and new gen. But that's all it is. That's all they, that they don't have exactly. anywhere else to go, right? They, they, like I said, it's like, okay, you can increase gameplay. You can increase realism. You can increase the number of characters. They're finding every little avenue to make it better. But, like, they're stuck. Like, it can only, like, you can't, you can't bring a dragon into UFC and fight as a dragon, right? <laughs> that, like, is, like, that is true. You know what I mean? Like, they're stuck in that realistic, that, that the tangible realm. But here's sort of my, just to shit on it real quickly. <laughs> Is because whatever I'm gonna get nasty with it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is sort of like my issue with like specifically that product right there, and then we can move on to like mm-hmm. what I, what I really wanted Don't to man, get speak at. Your mind, yeah. Is just quickly, man. Is okay. It took you three years. You still couldn't get the ground game dynamics out there, and on top of that, so and this makes a lot of sense. When UFC four was about to come out, one of the and this is what goes back to like you talking about creative minds. Mm-hmm. Is there was a developer that was completely working on one system specifically he left halfway because he was hired by a bigger company to do a bigger project Mm -hmm. so then guess what happens you have all these guys that don't have the motivation as other people uh, like other other creators that are are in there they're they're all in and their and their creativity isn't gone Mm -hmm. and that's that's what i was trying to get at at the end of the day is that if you don't have the right creative minds then you get the mess that this game came out with. I haven't even purchased it for that same reason. It, well, yeah, the, the the it's again, it's it's weird. The thing that stifles creativity is is structure. Oddly enough, it's like okay, where does structure come from? Structure comes from budget. Okay, we only have this much money to to spend. Structure comes from time. We only have this much time to spend. Okay, and then structure is designed, and then there's structure that's found in style. Like okay, we have to do it in this style. We can't diverge from it. Right, and then it's also in in the tech technical. Like, hey, our computers can't do this. 
our computers and our system can only do this. Yeah. So we're stuck in this, right? So all these structures start chipping away at the creative ideas that they have. And at the end of the day, it all depends on all these. These are the variables yeah. that lead to boring entertainment. Exactly. Right? It's If you can't break one of these structures, then you're going to be stuck with the monotonousness of just boring entertainment, regurgitated over and over and over again. Exactly, right? So like that's what I but but like that was sort of my point with with uh, just throwing in the uh-huh. UFC five game in there, but um it, it's because you mentioned that you want to work around people that are in there for the creativity so because your job revolves around a lot of creativity. I've, so this this is an example that I had. I've worked with people who who come in at nine and they leave right on the dot at five, right? And they don't. It's not that they don't love what they do or like what they do. Their passion has been eroded. Like, like they probably at some point, I think every single person that is in my industry at some point when they just started, they were like working their asses off. They didn't care about time. They just wanted to do the best possible job they had. And they got jaded somewhere down the line. And they're like, you know what? Like, hey, I have family. I have other obligations. I have this. I have that. So, yo, I'm going to be out at 5 p.m. At 4, 4, at 4.59, I'm packing up my stuff, you know? And you can't. From a legal perspective, you can't hate on them. It's like, yeah, this is what we're paying you for. And you can't fault them because of their other outside areas. Can you you or can you not? Because what is considered an excuse? Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, so, so it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, we all have other things to do. But how are you managing your time? Right? Like, that's why, that's why flexibility and freedom is needed in creativity. So that's why. I like the fact that we do hybrid. So it's like, okay, you know what? You may have to take off for your child's uh, rehearsal, piano rehearsal at three o'clock. Okay, but what are you doing on Saturday afternoon? Are you doing jack shit? Get on the computer, right? Exactly. That's what I mean. Like this this notion of like, hey, this, this industrial revolution notion of like, hey, you work from nine to five, Mondays to Fridays has to be gone for a creative mind to work. Because the creative mind doesn't work the way an industrial mind does. It's like, this is the time. This is what needs to be done in that time. No, it's like sometimes inspiration comes on a Sunday afternoon. And you know what? I, I actually, I stand by, I stand with that absolutely, man. <laughs> Specifically when you are making art, man. Because when I look at animation, when I look at hell, even like when I look at live action film, anything regarding storytelling, <laughs> is it's all creativity, man. And it's funny that you talk about just some Sunday afternoon and like something comes to mind and that's where your creative flows come in, right? Is a prime example of that is Quentin Tarantino. Mm -hmm. And he has talked about this many times, man. Mm -hmm. He has said, sometimes you'll just be walking, because they asked him like, with his final movie that he's officially releasing, because he said he's only going to make nine. Yeah. Kill Bill, he's considers, he considers as just one film. Yeah, yeah I, I right? get it. Yeah. Volume one, volume two. But he's like, I couldn't make a like a six-hour movie, so, so I, I cut them down to volume one, volume two. Mm-hmm. Is he put it best, because they kept asking him, they kept pestering him. So like, when's your ninth movie going to come out? When's your ninth movie going to come out? Et cetera, et cetera. He literally said, he's just like, you know what, honestly, and they told him, like, where do your best ideas come? He's like, um, well, if I'm going to be honest with you, I just, I just, I, I go for a walk. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just walking and I'm like, hey, I like this idea. And then he says, like, in the most randomest times, just a creative idea comes out of his mind and then he just goes from there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's how it is. It's like, 
you can't you again the more constraints you put on it the less beautiful your product is going to be at the end of the day sometimes you should and and these constraints are necessary i understand it because you need some structure and and in in lots of productions a production manager's job is to create that structure a good production manager will understand where they need to be flexible rubber bands and when they need to be bricks that's the way i look at it and you know you know who's a, a prime example of that Guy that's more of a coach in basketball, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago Bulls coach, um, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, the, the goat, he, the goat exactly himself. the goat. Yeah, Phil yeah. Jackson put it the best way. Yeah, yeah. He understood every single player, player. right? That's like key. the guy that stuck out, right? Everybody knows him. Friends with the North Korean president. The- <laughs> The best, the best directors and the best supervisors in my industry aren't the ones that just follow the rules. They're the ones that cater the rules for the individual, like Phil Jackson. Like Phil Jackson, <laughs> the goat himself, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's how it's got to be. You have to, you have to understand the people that you have, that that the creative people that you're working with, and know what they need, and what not just like what they need to be free, but what they need to be constrained. Right, absolutely, yeah. and that's exactly what Phil Jackson sort of did with the Chicago he team. Did. Right, he made sure Michael Jordan had to show up to every fucking practice, no yep. matter what. Yeah, and even Jordan used to get pissed. He's like, "What the fuck, man? You're gonna let like um, doesn't matter. You're gonna let them take breaks? Yes, because they need breaks because he understood the mind. So mm-hmm. you need a Phil Jackson in <laughs> anything yeah. that you do realistically let's be real here uh, the, the, yeah i mean the, i think every everybody who owns a company or who's a supervisor who manages manages creatives that's what they need to do they need to follow that man's that man yeah i completely agree with you he 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 did cater that team for the individual specs he's like all right well this guy works like this this guy works like this this guy works like this i'm going to do this 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 for these people and then the worst case scenario is yeah yeah you fail at it but at least your 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 team is still motivated to work with you. Exactly. And let's say you fail at this, they'll follow you wherever, wherever you, you go. go. And they'll right? keep one like one of the biggest things is like so so we just we the industry just ha- has tons of layoffs. What you'll notice is when layoffs come, when people get their notices, they'll check out. They'll use up all their sick days. They'll say, "Oh, hey, yeah, I have 3 sick days left. Suddenly I'm sick." Right at the last few days. They'll completely check out. Their work yeah. won't get done. And it's understandable. They're like, why am I going to put, like, there's this notion of, like, why am I going to put my heart and soul into a company that's no yeah. longer letting me go? My my rebuttal to that is they're still paying you. Yeah. Right? Like, like it doesn't matter. And, and not only that, this is still your name on this product at the end of the day. And I love that you said that because that's my mentality just in life in general. Mm. Is It's kind of like, um, I've been told this in the past and every other job that I've ever worked. Mm-hmm. Is I remember... Uh, a wise man once told me, and it's funny, it was it was just in a building that we were working at, is I remember I was getting paid a very shitty wage at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, like, why am I going to bust my ass when I'm making so-and-so? So then the guy, you know, friend of mine, nods his head, goes, okay. Yeah, no, no, I understand it, man. I get it, man. And, I, you know, that's tough. But then he went and said this exact response, and it's been a response that I've stuck with, like even to this day. He's like, "Okay, so let's say they give you that way, that raise you want. Let's say you you earn what you want. You already have this attitude, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to keep you from saying the same thing 
whenever anything else happens, mm-hmm. right? Is and, and and then right away, I just I, I honestly I got silent real quickly, and I was just like, and and it stuck with me because I was like, that's he's so right about that because it's like. And in every field that I've ever worked, I always hear that exact same thing. Oh, I don't get paid enough. Okay. Nobody gets paid enough. Right? Nobody exactly. gets paid enough. Like, like- so his point, that's exactly what his point was. It's like, okay, extreme. So you're not getting paid enough. But what's going to stop you from putting 100% of effort like every, just, just be, oh, you're not getting paid enough, so you're not going to give the effort. Well. This is this is the other caveat to that. What if someone is already giving 110% of their effort and there's no reason to pay them anymore? Because you're already getting the most output you can out of that human being. Well, that's exactly why you need creativity. Because so, once you're out of it, man, that's, <laughs> there's nothing more to that's, it. Man. That's a dilemma, right? It's like, okay, well, hey, I've given all I can to this company and to this project. But now I can't get a raise because I'm giving because they think that I'm doing the best I possibly can. There's not any more that they they're willing to give me because that's 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 a trick in management as well. It's like, well, this guy's doing really great. Um, we don't really need to pay him anymore. He's doing more than what we're asking him to do. Yeah, but my also my other take on that is I guess, and this is the lame take is well, you're leaving home knowing that you gave everything. Hmm. Everything that you you gave, everything that you had that day and that other day, because mm-hmm. there's others that, because you know, like there's guys that I've worked with where their their whole their whole time there, it's like, yeah, well, I'm just not going to do it. And it's like, well, I've never seen you bust your ass, man, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's a reason why you're still making the same, man. So I was talking to a colleague of mine yesterday, and he reminded me of something that I think not just in animation or creative fields, in every job this needs to always be in the back of your mind and sometimes we forget it it's you're always replaceable right like no matter how good you are someone else regardless of if they're as good as you or not could replace you but that doesn't just go for you that also goes for the company you work with your employer is just as replaceable as you are as well you can go find a job somewhere else if you need to there's exactly mm-hmm. every single person is replaceable yeah, yeah. unless you're Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, that man, that man, God destroyed the mold after he was born. I'm, that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but like you, you might not believe in his actual beliefs and some of the weird shit he does oh, no. off screen, but God damn He's a legend. It. He's a legend. But man, God damn like, it. If they tell me Tom Cruise is doing so-and-so movie in space, I'm fucking in. Oh yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it's as simple as that, man. Bro, the last Top Gun, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, really? They're going to remake this again. I thought the and same then, fucking thing, man. And then I was like, like really? Like, like, how old is, oh, my God, he's going to be the same fucking character again? And then I watched the movie, and I was like, wow. Okay, that was a and, damn good movie. And, and, yeah. he, and, and hear this, too. He even pushed it during the pandemic, saying, no, this deserves to be on the screens. And when I heard that, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Who gives a fuck about Top Gun? I'm like, <laughs> this is one of the Tom Cruise movies that I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. I see the trailer. I'm like, uh, I might have to check it out. Yeah, I yeah. go to theaters. I'm like, he was fucking right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it what I mean? A, it was a damn good movie. And no. and he, he, he brought it. He's 61 years old. 
how the fuck does he look like that at 61? Mm-hmm. Is what, what's, well, he's a vampire. Well, he, just, well, he is, sorry. It's just what it is. Yeah. In the Scientology world. Hey, Scientology, don't counsel mm. us, but... <laughs> when you drink the blood of baby children, you he's, end up looking on, they're, they're, like they're, they're, 32, no matter how old you are. Yeah, that's just the way it You've is. definitely been hanging out with eternal love, man. <laughs> 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 My God, if we talked about that eternal love, you'd go on <laughs> you'd be like, oh, specific... Did you say, wait, wait, did you say blood of children? Blood of children, <laughs> shit. At that moment on, it would be like a, a rant about fucking vampires and fucking Alex joining this bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to it, yes, I agree. Just everyone is replaceable. You're, you're, the the company's replaceable. Unless, company's replaceable. Unless yeah. it's Pixar also. No, no, I, w- I, w- I would disagree. I would say pick, there are tons of people that have left Pixar. In fact, um, <laughs> actually, DreamWorks is. There is this. This is this is an interesting animation tip yeah. for you. There is this really not great, but uh, not technically great, but this show called Baby Bum. Okay, and it is sorry, sorry, Baby Bum, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it is. Hold on, let me it, finish. It, am I going to have to call Chris Hansen in this? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> what it is is what it is is it is a show that's made for preschool kids. They sing okay. nursery rhymes and stuff yeah. like this, right? It's it's not amazingly constructed it's actually visually kind of poor the animation quality is bad but they just and the songs aren't original they're just nursery rhymes but they're very colorful yeah and all the people that created this were ex-pixar animators one day they said you know what we're just going to make our own damn thing we don't want to do this anymore and they made it and they sold it for 23 million dollars damn yeah so Pixar is not the the pin, and also it's not the pinnacle it was before. Not any, no, and I agree. Yeah. And I actually, I'm going to backtrack and say, I went bop on that bitch because fuck you, you are absolutely correct mm-hmm. because um, like DreamWorks is killing it, and even like what like Mutant Mayhem, like the same sort yeah. of style, like from Spider Man, yeah. Like Spider Man into the like what 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 are they? what is that even animation company? It's a Sony animation Sony. company. Uh, yeah, Sony ImageWorks. Like like, that. like what the fuck, man? Like just out of nowhere, like just out of left field, man. And mm, so Sony had some pretty good stuff before. I don't recall what they were all were, but like yeah, Sony's Sony's Sony has really upped their game. Um, Illumination, the guys that make Minions, they've upped their game. Well, there tons, you go. There you go. Right, like like they are on some next level stuff. They made they made Mario. So, yep. so they and which is one of the highest grossing movies of of, of last year, which or this I don't, year, I, I don't. Say. Extreme Looking doesn't have to take his takes on what he thought of the movie, mm-hmm. but the animation was great. I will mm-hmm. say that. And and you know, Pixar has taken quite a few hits. Like I'm just looking here. Like these are these are their flops. Like these these movies made them put them in the red. Actually, come to think of it, before you read the reds, yeah, yeah. I actually can't even think of the last Pixar movie that I was like, mm. "Holy shit!" Mm. That that it blew my mind, honestly. Like, but 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 yes, bro. Lightyear, Onward, Cars Three, The Good Dinosaur, uh, Elemental, Bugs Life. Bugs Life is weird, but Turning Red and Turning Red. I really love Turning Red. Oh, and by the way, Good Dinosaur fucking sucks. It was not a great. It was it was a poorly written movie. It really was because like it was executed really well. But it was, you know what it was? It was just Lion King, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, it, it, yeah but there was, ah, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> there was a disconnect. There, there was, you know what? Man. Fuck it. I'm just going to get nasty like yeah, I always yeah, do with do it. it. Is, okay, the voice actor that played the fucking good dinosaur annoyed mm. the living fuck out of me. Like, his, his voice was annoying. Um, 
I thought that like I, you know you know how there's always that emotional moment where you like tear up in a Pixar movie. I'm not gonna lie, I fucking cried my fucking eyes out. Yeah. With uh, up, it, it oh, like up oh my a, god, up man. was like, a masterpiece, man. Yeah. Exactly. So like you know so maybe what affected it was somebody coming in extreme. I started crying when this and this, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it gets to that moment where the father leaves and he goes, he tells him this apparently cool line of must go on. I don't, I don't know what the fuck it was. That's how forgettable that movie was. It, it was, it was a well animated um, movie, but yeah, the story, the, sto- the story and the character development was, um, it was, it was done, you know, it, like it, it was lacking massively. And it's yeah. like, Something that um, I think we, we've talked about it off air, and I think we've talked about it on air also, is as much as the animation, like Pixar, like let, let's put it this way. You're an animator. Do you see any flaws on the animation side of Pixar? Whenever um, you see a film, is there it, anything that like stick? There, there are, but I don't think I have the eye. The, I, like, there are people out there that have a far keener eye than me, and they will see the flaws more than myself. I, it's, but this is the thing. This is, this is the thing with Pixar. They have elevated animation through just dedication and quality that they've set a new standard. And when people set a new standard, regardless of like a flaw is objective. Sorry, it's subjective. Sorry, it's subjective subjective, for sure. It's like, okay, well, is this a flaw? Because Pixar did it. Now that's a new standard. But now that standard is going away. And they're like, okay, well, so Pixar, it was lonely on the top of the mountain for a long time. Absolutely. And it was actually, and and again, Mm -hmm. credit to Disney quickly. Absolutely. Is... It was a company that everyone had given up on, and then Disney came in and said, oh, "Let's give these guys a shot. Let's let's buy them out." Mm-hmm. Toy Story came out, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, it's 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 it, they set standards, but now that the standards are set, people don't question if it's right or wrong. Like the eye, the eye, the human eye also. It lets a lot of things go if you get in, into the story. So you'll notice a lot of animation. The start and the end of the shows are really, really clean and crisp. And they really have all the hooks to get you into it. If you instead, actually, even someone who's not really trained with an animation eye, they just jump right in the middle of the movie, you will start noticing little pops and little errors and you're like whoa whoa what's going on why is this guy in the background walking through a wall or like you know what i mean like so like, now i got another question for you but yeah finish yeah. what you were gonna say it's and then i got a question it's because you're so into the characters the character development and the move and the story that you ignore the technical in the middle of the movie in the start of the movie you are a lot more critical and the end of the movie if it's weak you leave disappointed okay so here's a question that I have for you now mm-hmm. is how many times have you just started a animated movie midway through the movie just to see? I've done it a few times. Um, there have, I haven't done a Pixar one, but I've, I have actually looked at some shows right in the middle cause I'm curious. Right. And yeah, you notice them, you notice them. You're like, Whoa, what, what's going on? Like, that's kind of a weak shot. Like, and you know, the way it works is like, most studios have junior artists and senior artists. Not every artist is going to have the experience that the seniors do. But you still, the junior artists still have to do shots. So sometimes, like, when you, like, what my job is right now is to distribute shots. Yeah. Right? Based on individual people's skills. So I would generally like to give the start and the end or the more difficult sequences to a more skilled animator. Yeah. And then there are some some scenes here and there where, yeah, it's not very complex. 
that's got to go to a junior animator. Yeah. Right? So those non-complex shots are generally, the way they write it, generally, is somewhere in the middle. You know, it won't be like dead center in the middle, but it'll just be somewhere maybe like maybe like two-thirds into the show. Yeah. That will be where the weaker elements are. And you'll notice that if you start watching it that way. Interesting. So you mm-hmm. you got extreme Keen into a fucking rabbit hole. So I'm going to start man. just saying, you know, hey, man, fuck this portion of the movie. I'm going to get right to the mid. Mm-hmm. And then and then go from there because I want to, honestly I am curious do, to see these like see movie, these flaws man try, I really am try a movie that you haven't seen before I know it's I know it sucks because you're like oh I don't know what the hell's going on it's okay look at it technically rather than look at it like oh I'm trying to I'm trying to get into a story right and and I and I can see myself doing something like that mm-hmm. specifically because um, because it, if anything right if I can go midway through a movie. And just for a moment, just erase the storytelling, even mm-hmm. though I'm a storytelling guy, mm-hmm. is I think it would be fascinating. To, oh, okay. So, like, what the fuck is what going, the, what's but going it, on here? Yeah. And I could even mute it realistically to not even know what's going on. Just see the cool. actual visuals of it. The way that directors, supervisors, and even animators are entangled in the production of it is that one of the shots that you may see just for a second, this individual sees for a month. Over and over and over and over again, right? Not not a month. I might be exaggerating, but they might see it for like a good week, over and over and over and over again, right? Like so, it's like okay, well, we have this one shot. It might be like a I don't know, like it might only be like ten seconds long. That's a long shot, actually, a ten second shot. It's a super long shot, super important shot, very lots of action, very complex shot. As, as a supervisor, you'll be watching that shot for like weeks, weeks on end. Fine-tuning it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But the viewer will only see it for 10 seconds of their entire life. And so here's a question that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Is So when you see those flaws, right? Yeah. Is that more of a money thing? Where they're just yes like, you know no. what? Okay. So your your job in this in this in that particular role is to see the flaws that the, an, that the animator that worked on it can't. Because even if I work on an animation... I am incapable of seeing the flaws that I've made. It's not possible. Like, I need another eye to look at this and tell me this is a mistake or this is, or go in this direction or go in that direction. The money comes in when we start spending too much time on a particular shot. You're like, okay, well, hey, this shot, let's say, hey, this shot has been budgeted to be worked on for 10 days. Yeah. Okay. Now we're on our 11th day. So are we going to take a hit here? Or... Are we going to keep going and make this the most beautiful shot ever and do it in 15 days? No. Perhaps you can take those four days from another shot that's already done and beautiful. Some, it's like, so there's a lot of moving parts. Let's say there's, a, there's, there's shot A that's done by a senior animator. It was scheduled for five days. They finished it in two days. Okay, So you have three extra days. Now you have a similar artist, another senior animator, but they have a shot that's scheduled for 10 days. But now they're on their 12th day. You still got three days left from this guy who didn't finish his shot. I'm going to give it to this guy who's still got three more days left on his. Then he finishes it at 15 days and is still not ready. Now we're in problem. Oh, okay. Right? So that's where everything kind of folds in. Those are those constants that I was talking about earlier, right? The, the yeah. structures to creativity and the structure there is we're running out of time and money. Do we keep going down the creative route? And just push it to as beautiful of a shot as possible, 
Will people appreciate it? Like, is it a shot that will be appreciated? Is it a fight sequence that's just beautiful and will hook them in? Yeah. Or is it just a boring crowd shot where people are walking around? Right? Exactly. Like, and like what? Where? Like, there's so many variables to to leading to making that decision, right? And and you're right in that sense because it is true. At the end of the day, it's like, is is it really worth that you get a weird crowd shot where you see some guy in a weird position? Mm over let's say a very good fight sequence like you said right well, like there's another thing is like what's important to the story is that crowd shot an establishing shot where you where you tell people that this is what the town is like and what about that fight sequence is it just like another like stupid little skirmish that happens yeah. on the side that really has nothing to do with the story so mm. there's so many things how critical is it to the story the story is everything man because, it is because we do everything for the viewer not the client, not the, the like everybody, the client, the production house, the animators, everybody does everything for the viewer, for your benefit, yeah, for your eye is exactly what we, what we do it for. And that's one thing that like um, is sort of like the um, like the the into the Spider Verse across the Spider Verse thing is. Fortunately, this is a massive bummer. Is we're not going to get the follow up for a solid minute, but. I've heard that the the work structure for those guys is they're very overly picky with everything on well, that. They they blew they knocked it out of the park on the first one, so they have to do the better job on the second one, right? Like that that's kind of I think the attitude that they have. And yeah, there were people that were working on one small shot for fifteen days and just pumping away. Imagine working on imagine if you had like a not even a two-second shot, and you were working on that for 15 days. And that's exactly what they did on it. That's why I had to ask you. So, like, in that movie, is there any flaws in it? Because There's flaws in everything. But, like, the thing is, like, my eye is not keen enough to see mm -hmm. it. Right? Okay. I, yeah. I will be humble enough to, to that, say yeah. it. I, like, I'm not, I'm not there where I can see the flaws. Like, if someone is in production and they've, they know, okay, well, this shot took forever to do, and it never got to where it is, where they wanted it, that's a flaw that they know about. I'm oblivious to it. I don't know that. Like to me, I'm so entangled in the story and the visuals, and I'm in I'm in the process of having this experience where it's so difficult. One of the most difficult things is to pull yourself away out of the experience and pull yourself into the critical eye. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably more of like I guarantee if you worked into across, let's say across the Spider Verse, I guarantee you would probably give me like ten different notes on areas that you think you miss because you worked on that project well yeah that's that's what i mean like like i know it more intimately than exactly me going into into spider-verse i would be a viewer right i would be a viewer with some animation background but i'll still be a viewer at the end of the day i i won't be a person who is in internally building that show so i don't know what even even so Generally, an individual animator is not privy to the to the larger picture. That's more of a director or a production manager. No, yeah, of course. So, an individual animator may just get a couple of shots here and there, and they don't even know what the they will may not even know what the entire story of the show is. They just know what their section is about. Yeah, right. So, they they can they can only tell you what they know. That's it's so weird. It's like uh, it. That's why I love this this medium. Is like. You do a tiny little part. You're a tiny little cog in a large system. Yeah. And you create the final product. Okay. Yeah. It's that's, like, that's a fascinating... Um, okay. Mm -hmm. you, you create a small piece of the final product, I should reiterate. It's like... It, it, it is what it is, right? It's like, like I said, you need hundreds of people to do it. So here's actually... It's funny. So hundreds of people. So here's a question that I have for you. 
and this is one that I'm interested in quite a bit, is so when you work on a project, right? Like, let's say you worked on SpongeBob, right? You were the guy, you were part of the animation for SpongeBob. Do you, can you go and watch your work? Oh, yeah. And enjoy it? I okay. Personally, I don't actually watch my own work, and that's 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 exactly so, what I had to ask. So, you. like, like the the shows that I've created, I and the apps and everything else that I've done, like apps are different. You have to test them. You have to see if they work. And generally, I don't even test them. Right? Someone else tests them. I, I make sure that the animation that goes into the system works properly. Uh, when I build stuff, when I was a production manager, then yes, I had to see the whole picture. I had to watch everything, see it. But if I'm creating a show, again, I'm a small cog in a large system, I generally don't really watch the whole show. I've, I, I, do when we, I do when we review the show. But when it comes out on, on television, I don't even, like there's shows that I've worked on that I've never watched. And that's a, that's, that was a major question because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard that so much, right? We're like, 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 let's even go into actors, right? And mm-hmm. I would actually understand that the more I think about it. There's some actors that just, their movie comes out, mm-hmm. and they're like, did he watch it? <laughs> Why the fuck am I going to watch myself in a movie? That's kind of, that's kind of, like, I, like if, if I really knock a scene out of the park, I like to watch it. I'm like, okay, oh. yeah, I, I, I like, or I'll, I'll nostalgically look back at it after a few years, and I'll be like, or I'll need to put it on my demo reel or something else. I'll see it again and again. But generally, like, like, when when I was animating uh, a lot, I would animate like maybe like I don't know like thirty to, to anywhere from twenty to thirty seconds of a show, which is quite a large quota. No, yeah, of course. So I would never watch the entire thirty seconds that I did. I would just watch that one shot that I did really well, and that would be the end of it. Of course, yeah. because and that's why I had that question because I am curious, right? Because you know, as when you work on the project, guaranteed. <laughs> And then they tell you, all right, man. All right, San. So here's the thing. Our movie's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then they say, Mutant Mayhem's coming out tomorrow too. Mm-hmm. The sequel. Mm-hmm. Guarantee the San, unless it's a must, you're probably going to watch Mutant Mayhem too. Yeah, because, because it's- I can watch my own thing. And I've already seen my thing, right? So I, I, I don't know, man. It's like it's weird. Like, like I told you, there are shows that I've worked on in my past that I haven't even watched. I have no idea what happens. Like, I only know a section of the show. I don't even know what happens in that episode. I'm not even lying. I, I, I just know what happens in this part of that show. Yeah. And I've never watched. Like, sometimes I, I will watch the whole animatic. So that's like a, a, yeah. when they take all the storyboards and they put them together with the audio. So you know what's happening in the story. You have to watch that to understand the show. But I forget it. And then yeah. I'll just remember my section and then I'll forget. Yeah. I, I don't even remember it the rest of the show. Like, yeah, there's tons of shows where I haven't even watched them. And, and that, that is a fascinating thing, right? Yeah. Is that as creative and as much love as you put into the project is you've probably seen so much of it that at so, that point you want to see other people's work, right? I'm, well, I'll tell you. No, not necessarily. I'll tell you why. Or sorry, something that fascinates you more. Sorry, that's that's more of the... <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll tell you why I don't watch my own shows is because I moved on to something else. Because, the again, we're, you're looking... So anytime you look at anything on any media, yeah, you're looking at the past. And that's... A, sorry, that's about exactly what I was about to say right before you said that. Yeah. Is this was a project you worked on, let's say, six years ago? Well, not six years ago. Like, like, okay, so the release date, if a release date is today, yeah. I stopped working on that project eight months ago. So at this point, you're kind of like, uh, okay, it's 
cool. That's that's old news to me, man. I want something new. Right? Yeah. So so what you haven't seen it yet because you you're a viewer and you haven't seen that what I'm working on currently. But what I worked on, what you what you are seeing right now, I worked on months ago. You, I, it's old news to me. Why would I like? It's it's not interesting enough to me. No, I already no. know. I, like you know what I mean? It's like it's like if you saw a show eight months ago, why would you care about the release date today? I agree. Yeah. Right. That's like that's a very solid point. Yeah. Is yeah. I could I could only imagine exactly like you said. Is like if I went back and I saw a show eight months before everyone else. Yeah. And let's say hell, I could even be a guy that's just a consumer. Mm-hmm. I had just happened to have seen this show eight months before it's released. And then like people start talking, oh my God, did you see this? I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you watch it with me. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go do some extreme <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I got to get nasty with it. I got to get good. nasty yeah, yeah, with yeah. some other shit, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And and yeah, that's my shoe, right? That's the shoes that I wear. It's like, I've moved on to something else. I'm not really interested in this anymore. I'm sorry. Like, I still respect working with all these people. And I still love the fact that, hey, this is getting released. And I'm happy that viewers can appreciate the hard work that we did. But mentally, for myself, I've moved on to another project at this point. Yeah. And and I can actually, yeah. I mean, that's, I can, I can understand that big time, man. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I could only imagine, like, eight months later seeing it, like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> when I worked in advertising, it's not even eight months. When I worked in advertising, it was a very tight deadline because if you miss the deadline, you miss everything because this promotion is going on on this day. It has to be done on this day. It'll be done on that day. And I will move on to another project a couple of days before that because, you know, they need a few days to release it. I I don't care. Like, all right, that ad is gone. I moved on to a new ad now. Like, I, I don't even watch. Like, I don't even like, oh, where's it gone? What's it doing? Who cares? I it's completely gone out of my mind, bro. And and, and I can believe that specifically because that's your job, man. That's my job. If I don't archive it, it leaves my mind, and that's why I always do. I try to archive it. I put it on a hard disk, or I try to put it on a website, or I try to like keep it for 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 as long as I can, because otherwise, then it just disappears. And then I like to look back at it a few years later, and be like, oh my god, I can't believe I did this, or like, oh this this is what I did, like oh this is cool, like to see how much you've grown. No, yeah. Or to see what you've done in the past. I think it's very important for artists to do that. Is to like, okay, go back every now and then to what you've done a few years ago to see how you've grown. And then you can see what you've improved upon. And then you can also see what you need to still improve on. See that? (laughs) I understand it, man. Because Mm -hmm. um, even on this that I'm doing, like this podcasting right here, Mm -hmm. is I listen to every single episode for that exact same thing. To get it better. And to see areas that I miss, there's a lot of areas that I'll point out to some of the other nasty crew members, like, and they'll be like, what are you talking about, man? I'm like, no, 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 no. This was bad. This was bad in what I did here. But um, the question that I had for you is like, so again, you're a papa, right? Mm-hmm. Papa, mm-hmm. like they say in Spanish, papa, you know, mm-hmm. is, um, does your, does your kid, does your son like uh, see a lot of your work? He loves it. I mean, that's, that's yeah, ex- yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a question yeah, yeah. that I had, man. Yeah, when I tell him there was a there was a recent show that I just finished called Super Kitties, right? I can talk about that one because it's out now. Ayo, Super yeah, Kitties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, so, uh, yeah so, so that's that's how it is, yeah. And um, and he loves that show. He's like, he's like, Daddy, I want to watch it again and again and again and again. And I don't really know if it's because like I was involved in that show, if he actually likes it. It's okay. It's and, like I I I don't really I don't know, and I frankly don't even care. But yeah, he he likes it. He watches some of my older shows that I worked on as well. And he and then I tell him like sometimes he'll watch it 
and he won't know that I worked on it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, I worked on that. And he's like, Daddy, you worked on this show? I'm like, yeah, I worked on that show, yeah. And just quickly on the uh, the TV here, we're just putting on Super Kitties on there real quickly. And this is it. Well, this is the show, huh? This is the show. There we are. So to the viewers over there, check mm. out Super Kitties. It's on, well, unfortunately, Disney Junior is either no longer with us anymore which is the channel that this sh- this show was on. But I, it will be moving on to Disney+. Plus. Hey, so, that's that's big, man. That's big. I'm sure it will be. If not, it's on... I'm sure it's on. It's still on television. It's, it's, it's by no means the greatest show in the world. But hey, that's the thing about children's programming. It doesn't have to be. It just has to be colorful and, and playful. Yeah, but it, but it, so but yeah, your 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 son does enjoy. Uh, he loves it. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. So at least some animator fa- <laughs> families into it. You know what I mean? But well, I mean you were, but I'm just saying more along the lines of like, yeah, um, yeah. It is. It's you know. There's. It's again a generalization about the animation industry is there's not too many animators with children. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's um, animators themselves are grown-up children, right? They're they're people who yeah. haven't really grown up, and a lot of creatives are. A lot of creatives, like you, will seldom see a creative who's like, "Oh, oh yeah, well, that's too, that's that's, I'm too old for that," or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, exactly. it's a it's a rare thing. Like, there are some out there that are like that. Like, I consider myself almost there. Like, I'm in the middle somewhere. But you also but- appreciate. Like mute, teenage mutant. I Ninja always Turtles. will. I always will. Like this is the thing. Like I like to have a creative mind. You have to be willing to, I I guess, go back to your childhood in some ways. Because it was Pablo Picasso who said that you can never emulate a child's drawing, no matter how hard you try. Right? Because it is just pure happiness and, joy and love, man, and love. Yeah, they they're doing it for their own purpose or to. Give it to give it to someone or like like if you if I tell you to draw like a child right now you will not do it you will draw like an adult yeah right you won't you will you will whatever you see whatever you want to do if you want to draw a house your house will have will be gray with red with red roof it yeah. won't be green with like a blue door or something like that oh, yeah. right like so in in inherently you are stuck in the in the what do you say the strings of reality it is true right and. It's just as simple as like, we can even go as far as like, it's funny you mentioned that is, you know, our taste buds go over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Is there's a reason why, you know, me and Sam are enjoying some rum. I've mm-hmm. had some beer mm-hmm. is you give a kid like, forget about like, I'm not, I'm not, by the way, you sure don't fucking cancel me. No, no, <laughs> don't fucking cancel me. I'm walking down this path the, and I'm like, are you about to suggest giving no, no, rum no. and beer don't, to a child? Don't give rum and beer to a child, <laughs> but. Okay, a prime example. Me as a as like a seven year old kid, mm. by accident is you know I had my breakfast ready. I was about to play some soccer and, mm. and do some boxing or whatever I was at that age, right? And my mom had my breakfast ready, and then I had a glass that I you know, and I saw oh, my water. I took a sip. It was fucking alcohol, and I spat that shit out. Oh, but yeah. like that's what yeah. I mean is our p- taste buds well, go over the years, right? I mean, yeah, because like most kids can't handle spicy food at the moment. Right, like some kids can, some kids are okay with spicy food as a young age, but most of them de- detest it. That or, or 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 let's let's just let's go a little bit further back is pizza. A lot of kids just like cheese pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. They don't they don't like any other toppings but cheese and maybe pepperoni. Now, if I were to ask you right now, what do you want on your pizza? Oh, definitely not cheese. 
<laughs> not just cheese, right? A little more, no, but like for you me, need variety. For, like when I was a kid, like I grew up in an Indian background, so all my food was spicy, oh, right? Fuck yeah! But I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I really? Went, yeah. So one day I tried, like, believe it or not, British food, one of the most it, blandest well, food in the so, world. So in other words, you were like. You ain't shitting on England. You, you, no, no, no. And as a kid, I loved it. It blew my, oh my mind. God, I was no. like, oh my God, this is amazing food. I want to eat this all day long. But as I grew older, I started appreciating spice and flavor a lot more. It, it's right? got, now, as a Latino kid, I cannot actually... No, no. My food was always... <laughs> like... I'm sorry. This is going completely off topic, but it does remind me. I remember going to fifth grade, man. And my mom made tacos. And I'm not kidding you. My dad does not have a good... Like extreme papa over there does not have a good tolerance with spice. Mm. I brought my fucking tacos to the kids. All the kids were dying with heat. They're like, oh yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. it's spicy. And there I am fucking mowing down yeah. five tacos, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I always had some spice to me, man. Yeah, yeah I am extremely keen. So yeah. I am spicy. Yeah, me too. I grew up with it all my life. and But it's it's just the way that the children's flavors, uh, you, you change over life, right? Everything. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. But um, getting back to like what we were... <laughs> talking we, we completely strayed away from what was it white eye samurai <laughs> blue eyed samurai is what yeah but that's okay we don't have like exactly but but uh what i did want to ask you is and then maybe we'll get to blue eye samurai <laughs> at this point but like um so you know you're an animator mm-hmm. is there ever been an ip that you have dreamt to work on, and I'm talking about like if oh, they, if hundreds. There, there's, but is there one specifically where you're like almost definitely Spider Man? I think I'm gonna have okay. to say Spider Man. So you not would say Spider Man? Okay. Not necessarily the Spider Man on Spider Verse. It could be well. Okay, I did work on a Spider Man IP actually. Okay. Um, I built an app for the um, Spider Man, the one with um, uh, is is it the weird Garf- one? Uh, Garfield, the one with reptile. Oh, Spider-Man, uh, the Amazing the Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. I did. So I have actually worked with the really? actual. Okay. I have worked with the company that, that published it. Like, So we created a promotional app for that a long time ago. And I've worked with the actual rigs. Oh, that shit. Marvel that's fucking awesome, bud. Yeah. But, but I would love to do not even a feature, even just a show uh, with Spider-Man because it's my, one of my favorites. Um, I'm loving some of the stuff that... But, even forgetting MCU, I'm loving some of the stuff that's coming out independently. Like this Arcane. Have you ever seen yeah. Arcane? Arcane okay. season two is coming out. It's already out today. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna. Ha- I've, I've been told about this before. Oh. Hobbs that we had on the have show. Have you seen Arcane season one? None of them. Oh man, Hobbs. Will... I'm not even kidding you right now. It's Hobbs. another. It's another nasty show. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you know what? I'm gonna send you a list of all the nasty animated shows, man. And you gotta get nasty with it, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and and you will love it. You will love it. It's right and up your alley. What I do love is that <laughs> dead ass is Hobbs would be literally creaming himself hearing mm. you talk about Arcane because mm. like that's one of the shows he's mentioned, right? Like Hobbs that you met, yeah, yeah, yeah. met a couple of weeks ago when we did our show is a massive he just loves he has a massive appreciation for animation and stuff right so yeah there's there's some really great stuff out there like i would have loved to work but that's kind of like a league of that's kind of the league of legends uh ip which i know what league of legends yeah is. um but it, it's kind of taking on its own persona its own branch at this point because it's so popular uh i would have loved to work on something like that uh, there's hundreds man even ninja turtles that's love that's that, that was ninja the turtles. next question so like yeah. I would love to see Sans take on Spider Man and, and the Ninja Turtles. Maybe make a crossover. I'm not. I'm not like. Oh, I. I would love to work on a movie, but I don't. I don't. I don't really. This is the thing. Like, 
I think in my younger days, I would have been more hungrier to work on certain IPs. But now, as I've gotten more into the industry, I'm more interested in working with the people. Okay. Like, what can this person teach me? Where can I grow from by working with these set of people? Like, I don't really care too much about the IP because I feel like, okay, you're going to work on this IP to get, um, I don't know, like, you're going to get, you're looking for credit or you're looking for clout. But but here's a here's a finer question. Sorry, because yes, this does sort of stand along the lines of clout. Like, oh yeah, hmm, I holy shit, on this, I'm, yeah. I worked on fucking Spider Man. And that's though. that's there's definitely something to be appreciated by even having the being talented enough to work on an IP like that. But what I've learned, maybe I'm just too old or too jaded. It's like. Again, like I go back to it, like who cares? Like once you move on to another project, you don't even care. Like even if I worked in Spider-Man, eight months later, I won't care because I'll be on another project. But I'll still remember what that person that I worked on on Spider-Man taught me. And that helps me grow. And that right there is a, damn. <laughs> that I care more about the people that I work with and what I can learn from them. And not only that, what I can give to them than I do about the individual IP because even that like so what you go to someone and say oh I worked on this amazing IP let's say Spider-Man right? yeah oh I worked on Spider-Man oh wow that's amazing that is lasts for maybe three five seconds and then they move on to something else. you're actually right about that right but the things that I learn from the people I work with lasts into my entire career which is great mm -hmm. so here's another question for you then is so Okay, so like, okay, so over here, they tell San, the next project that you're working on mm. is 100% your creative idea, mm. and whatever you decide to put into that project, mm -hmm. all you, nothing mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. Would you go along the line? So you, you basically said, I working on an IP is cool, like Spider-Man would be cool. Sure. So would you prefer your own idea? So this so, is San, like new character, new everything. So extreme, that is my question. That's a very good question. I haven't personally really thought about that, but if you're gonna, if I'm gonna be in that situation, the first thing I'm going to do is not make it my idea. You cannot create something amazing all by yourself. You can't, right? Because if you have something all on your own, you will have tunnel vision the whole way through. Okay, and you'll only see it your way. All right, so here's a better here let's add to that question. Is they tell you, "All right, San. So you're you're a pretty you're you're a great worker. Mm. We want you to create your project, but you have your own team. So you have Absolutely. your yeah. best guys around you and if, you guys are going to create your own idea." Yeah. What all I would of you do, guys together. What I would do is go through my career and pick pick the people that I want to work with. Like, this is like dream situation. Exactly. So you can right? pick all the best people that have been so, around you since the beginning. Yeah. So, well, that I've, I can only talk about the people that I've worked with. I would be like, I want to work I'm saying, with you. Yeah. I want to work with you. I want to work with you, 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 you. And their strengths will be used to build that product. Like, it wouldn't be, like, I would not be the person that comes up with the idea. I would find the best idea person and a group of them to come up with an idea. I would manage it and supervise it. That's yeah. what I would do. And be like, I am managing you guys to come up with the best idea. That would be my dream situation. Then I find the best modelers. I find the best riggers. Find exactly. the best animators. And that would. And that's what companies are. That's just what studios are. Exactly. Yeah. And doesn't mean that I want to start my own studio. I really don't. No. But that's what they are. They're people. Like sometimes, 
the suits that we put them down as, right? They're brilliant human beings that don't actually have any particular skill other than hiring the best skills. And the image mm-hmm. right there, right? Absolutely. Exactly. But so you, would you prefer that over same scenario, mm. but you have an IP? So, so an IP is not anything can be an IP. So anything, let's, let's say Spider-Man. So like, let, let's put it this way. You're something giving- similar to Spider-Man. So let's say I created something similar to Spider-Man. Of course I would want that over, over building something otherwise, right? Because it would be worth billions of dollars. But what are the chances of that, right? Yeah. And how many years did it take Spider-Man? Spider-Man came out in what, the 40s? Am I right? Fit, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact that, check <laughs> yeah. that right there yeah. for you. How many but years? But it's, it's been a good while. How many years does it take to get to Spider-Man? I would have died by then. You know what I mean? I've never seen my... I would have never seen my goal come into fruition, and not to say that that should be a goal, but it would be it would be sad. I would think is that I wouldn't be able to see it. So back in 1962. 1960. Okay. So so yeah. Okay. So because I do know that Batman and Superman so have been actually years. been the longest six, running oh, superheroes of all time. Yeah. So almost fifty something years for that to be to where it is today. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a long, long process for creativity and look at it this way how many iterations did it take and one of the things is one of the constants that we talked about even though it was there for each individual spider-man show time is 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 irrelevant at this point because it's been three generations of spider-man and one thing that i will say sorry now that we're talking about spider-man i do remember uh one show that I'm still kind of annoyed that it's gone. And I don't know if you agree as an animator, because you, you watch a lot of animations. I watch a fuck ton of them also, and I'm not an animator myself. Mm-hmm. Spectacular Spider-Man. Like, oh, why'd you take still, that away? It's still on uh, It's still on Disney+. Plus. No, no, I know. But like, why didn't you give me another season, man? Like, it was so good. Um, the, the, the thing is, though, a different, different generations like have a different, they have different tastes. And all these, for an IP to survive... They need to adapt to the different generation. Like you can still pull on nostalgic strings as much as you want, but at the end of the day, if you aren't speaking to the pro- the next generation, your IP will die in the next five years. But my issue was is that like what they followed with Spider Man in the end, like like I'm not gonna deny, like as far as like the look of spectacular Spider Man, mm. it wasn't the best anim. Like no, as far as animation, it wasn't, wasn't the best the- animation. No, but like like we got back. Like we talked mm. about beforehand, the storytelling was so good. Yeah, it it was good, but let's say let's say Spectacular Spider-Man in all its entity was released today, it would be a complete flop because of the animation. Yeah, it would because that's what I mean. It's like 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 the new generation will not accept that standard, right? Like we said earlier, Pixar sets standards. And then it trickles down. Yeah. Right? Nobody will accept that standard anymore. We're still stuck on a nostalgia of it. It's like, oh, this is the starting. This is still good. It's got it's yeah. still a good story. It's still got good character development. It's great. Like, in fact, I think that it has one of the best character developments for Peter Parker that I've seen since. Oh yeah, for right? sure. It actually talks about his life outside of Spider-Man in some cases. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna vibe with the next generation. Even everything like turtles, man. Turtles was our was our thing. They Absolutely, brought it. They kept man. bringing it back, bringing it back. Different iterations, and they finally got it right recently. Well, they, they've gotten it right so they, many times. No, but no, yes. no, 
They're never going to get it right. They're going to get it right for the next generation every single time. Yeah. And if they don't, it's going to flop. And then there goes the IP. There have been IPs that have existed throughout time that have just gone away. The last unicorn. That's yeah. gone, right? He-Man kind of flopped. It didn't do the way that yeah, people didn't. thought it did, right? Power Rangers. They have so many Power Rangers out there. Kids are still kind of into it, but it's starting to go Completely away, die, die down die die massively. Voltron, which had an amazing cartoon recently. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Kind of fading away. It's not really hitting the nostalgia. Gundam. Gundam, do they have a new Gundam? That's what I mean. It's it's just completely left our life, like yeah. because like we're talking about like, and uh, to to anyone that don't knows the nasty studios, we literally have a messenger in our mm-hmm. studio right there. So we're talking about it went messenger and then Gundam Knights, mm-hmm. and then just after the two thousands gone, the whole like, nothing else. Yeah, I mean the whole mech the mech suit thing has been overdone as well, right? We've had Pacific Rim, yeah. we've had Evangelical, uh, um, Evangelical, well, oh my God, why can't I pronounce it right now? Yeah. Evangelion, Evangelion, we've had, yeah. we've had, um, yeah, Gundam, even Voltron in some ways is, is, is the mech exactly. suit. Exactly. It's been done so many times that it's become repetitive. Unless you're Iron Man, apparently. <laughs> well, Iron Man's a little different because it's a single human it's being. A sing- yeah, that's in, right. That's that, right it's a human-sized. Yeah, that's suit, right. right. Actually, yes, yeah. yes. I'll, I'll stand corrected. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But it, it's it's kind of like, okay, but but this is this is my qualm with media in general as well. Is like ideas are starting to become stale. There's not that much new stuff coming through. Which um, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna take a quick break for mm. a second. But yes, let's continue on with that. And we're back. And on that note, if I'm going to be straight, kind of forgot what we're getting into. I think we were talking about Gundams or some shit. Or some, something about that, yeah. We were talking about Gundam dicks? Uh, I think it was Gundam dicks, wasn't it? <laughs> just, the, just the mechanical nature of the Gundam dicks. Actually, could you imagine? Actually, so here, here's a better question. So, who, uh, so like, would a Gundam dick be better than uh, Mega Man's dick? Um, well, one would be maybe a relative human size. The other would be the size of a building. That is true. Yeah. So good luck, lady. She's got to be a massive whore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, if she's able to take Gundam's, uh, a Gundam dick, hey, to be fair, at that point, I'd be like, hey, you, do you got some like achievement points at that point? Or, like, you, know, you know what I mean? It's, that's got to be some sort of like... No, that's an achievement points in life somehow, even though not good life points, but <laughs> anyway, getting back to what we were getting at is, um, yeah, like, um, so like Voltron, Gun- actually now I do remember, so Gundam was something that sort of died out and we were talking about things that mm-hmm. were dying mm-hmm. out in animation, well, right? Well, it's, it's because, it's because they don't, they don't, uh, I don't know, they don't cater for the new generation maybe, they, or they don't try to, right? Like that, this... It's it's kind of this weird weird phenomenon where like all these IPs they want to get the new generation in to keep it going because it's much cheaper to just keep an old IP going as long as possible beat that dead horse for as much money as it's as as possible right you know the type of beatings that Han Solo likes to give with his <laughs> hand lotion right <laughs> um yeah, maybe but maybe yeah. <laughs> It, it is it's it's kind of that situation where it's like all right well let's just get as much mo- like star wars star wars is just like like it's a never ending universe at this point like they and are going into into spin-offs of spin-offs of spin-offs of spin-offs right and i would actually say that as of right now as far as star wars 
sort of like get mm. get nerdy mm. here, man. A hand solo is probably giving himself a hand solo. What <laughs> when he listens to this right here is I actually think that's probably one of the better decisions they've made is doing these spinoffs, doing these television series because. Mm. But it, like, where yeah. are the original ideas anymore? Where are the new IPs? Which actually, that was like, forget fuck Star Wars. Let's just be real. Is that is a, a follow up question that I have? Is would you say that because we have these major IPs, there's not enough creative ideas at no, this point? No, there isn't. We're, we're, we're they're they're jumping to the next generation. Like they're like okay, well the next generation we need we need their money we need their attention, so we're just gonna rehash the same thing because this is the thing creating a new IP has a lot of risk to it. Is it gonna is it gonna win or is it gonna fail? Right, you don't know that until after the fact of release. Exactly. So, but you know that okay, even if I have an old IP and I flop, I can always come back and bring it back up with another and bring a different version. Bring of another it. different version of it. So either way, it's a low risk investment to just take something and remake it it's yeah. a high risk investment to make something brand new and try to push it yet that's one of the generations that i miss the most right mm. because like don't get me wrong like dude batman is my shit man like i love batman as much as san loves super uh, spider-man sorry mm. and professor ed has some weird fascination with superman he even says <laughs> that henry cavill he might have seen him well uh in his uh yeah, in his uh, specific, uh, in his birthday suit. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it is what it is, is um, what I will say that I do love creative ideas. Because of these creative ideas, we've gotten, we've gotten Indiana Jones is like, well, it mean, literally came out of a cereal box. Like, like yeah. literally, George, like, sorry, Steven Spielberg, and I think George Lucas has some sort of involvement in yeah, it. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um is they just saw the cereal box about this adventure and then they somehow turned it into Indiana Jones, but they took inspiration and still sort of made it something unique. Back to the Future, one mm-hmm. of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unique IP, man. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. This this all happened in the 60s, 70s, 80s. They had a whole bunch of new stuff coming out, but now we're just rehashing what's already existed. If not, if not... They're taking the same recipe and making a different IP, right? We were, we were just talking about the good dinosaur, how it's basically just Lion King. Exactly, man. It's like they're, they're doing the same thing, just a little bit. Di- like they're just changing the characters around, but the story is the same. The initial premise is the same. The themes are the same. Like, like have we run out of ideas as a society? Like, is this the, which, which the end is, of it? In, in a sense, and it's funny because like I remember – at one point in time, right? So, like, it's funny. I remember out in BC, we have Skytrains, right? Mm. Is this random guy in this, and I'll always remember this, is this random guy heard me talking about Robert, at the time, Art Robert Donnie Jr., there wasn't a sure thing that he was going to come back as Iron Man. And he did. He ended up in Endgame and everything. And this one random guy, he'll, I'll always remember this guy because... He overheard me, kind of nodded his head, and then me being extreme okay, and I don't give a fuck. I'll be like, hey, man, what's good, man? So, like, I approached him, and I said, yeah, I noticed you nodded your head about Robert Downey Jr. Like, oh, it's, you seem like a film man. And he said, used to be a film fan. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so then, you know, me being how I am, I asked him, so, like, what do you mean by that, man? So, like, what makes you not? He's like, because now 
they're rehashing movie and and this is like back in like I, I forget around what time but already Robert Downey Jr. wasn't sure to be coming back as Iron Man yeah and he's like now they're basing it on comic books that's what he said comic books and mm. animated films are now becoming or sorry not not animated <laughs> what you mean by what I mean by that is comic right like yeah, comic yeah. based films are now becoming movies there's no create that's what he told me and this was like way before i think it was bef- after iron man 3 where there wasn't mm. a sure thing he was coming back i don't know around what time professor ed don't fucking kill me because i know you'll probably know roughly when it was but i remember this guy he was just a genuine passionate film fan and he was upset about the whole superhero genre mm-hmm. sadly enough but but to me quickly, Sen, because I I, yeah. I see I see those lips no, being no, ready no, to. Just, <laughs> what I wanted to quickly say is that, like to me, as a major film fan, and I've always loved animation. Actually, like to many regards, is yeah. I grew up around comic books, so it's like a double edged sword for me, man. So let's let's go back to what we said about Castlevania. We didn't play the game, right? But we're enthralled with the animated series, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, we don't know the original IP, but even Invincible, we didn't read the comic books, but we, we got into it through the secondary medium of the show. So they are trying to hit every possible angle you can to sell an already existing IP, no matter what. Like there's things that are coming out that we don't even, that we don't know about, but it already exists as something else, a book, a story, a comic, a game, you know what I mean? And they're just ter- angry birds. Angry Birds was just a popular, silly little game that came out. Uh, and let's let to to go ex- nasty with it. A silly little game that we played taking a shit. Yeah, because that, that's, that's literally that's exactly what it was. Let's yeah. be fucking real here. Look, I every time I played that game, I was taking a gigantic shit <laughs> where I needed some time to waste. Let's be fucking real here, man. Yeah, like like that was that was just the the most like it was a stupid little tiny game, and it so. It jumped to the movie theater and an extreme. It made three hundred and twenty-five. It made three hundred and fifty-two million dollars in the box office. What? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, seriously. Man. Yeah. So that is that turned into this. Like this. What I mean is, it's like it's much more safer to just rehash something that's already been successful, and that's the whole thing. Like. Like, but but the thing is, like, where are new ideas coming from then? And right? you, you you know what the other issue that I've ran into too is that there has been now. If you want to see original ideas, as far as like non-major like blockbuster scheme, a lot of independent films do it very well. And here's another take that I have for you: television series is what. There's a reason why. It's the golden age of television series because think, there's so you think many. Right you, now is the golden age of television. I would say so, and not the '90s and the '80s of sitcoms. As, but exactly the fact that you say sitcoms says it all right there because they're sitcoms. Yeah, but that was that. Don't you, and also, so so let's. What is really the definition of television? Like, because it's changed over time, right? So for sure, is television like the cable sitcoms that come out every week, and you have to you run to the television and you want to watch a new show, or is it this this fact that okay, everything is just at our fingertips and we can binge an entire show altogether? Still a series because you still have to watch episode by episode uh, dynamic, right? But but back in the day, it was it was completely like like that's what I mean, like like. 
when is the pinnacle of so-called television, right? Because like back then it was it was revered a little bit more than now because you have let less options back then you knew that on at six o'clock this show would come out then you stay around for six for seven o'clock for the six thirty for the next show then seven for the next show and eight for the next show True. they've got you here it's like you're binging the same content over and but over i will over. say this uh as far as the golden age is you think that a major actor like like, like at this point right like matthew mcconaughey would jump into a series knowing that it would be on weekly <laughs> Weekly like that. Well, there are television actors and movie actors, and I and I hate and, that, that there's a distinction and between now, them. And that's what I mean. The reason but, that I call it the golden age is and now there isn't. Because you have a series like True Detective Season 1, right? True, true. Where you had Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. That literally, Woody Harrelson said, I will never work on mm. a series. But, but, but Different era, it, man. Is it necessarily the content, or is it how much money they're getting? I would actually say it's a mix of both because um, l- l- let's put it this way, right? HBO is pu- throwing in a fuck ton of money, man, mm-hmm. and they can bring in these like specific and excellent actors to be able to do these sort of things, right? So the reason that I say it's a golden age is that now, okay, here's a show for example, and this right here will say everything. Mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. Okay. How? What would you rate that show, even compared to some of the best films you've seen? I'd give it an eight. For sure, an eight. I, uh, yeah, I'd give it a nine point five. I 10. wouldn't go that far, but yeah, like I mean, it was good. It was good. I I, I got hooked into it. Um, certain parts of it I I, I thought were contrived. I am very but, surprised about this. Okay, okay. So like, I need yeah. to hear about these contrived points because I'm a. I didn't really bad. like the character Hector. I didn't really. I I, I didn't think he was the. I don't know. He was he, they, that really didn't work. Um. The, I forget. I, I did Hector like Hector Salamanca was good. He was a guy with the wheelchair. Ba, 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 ba. Ding 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 ding. Eh, oh no, sorry. Then maybe I'm mistaking my character. Oh, I'm talking oh, about no, you're the, thinking about Tuco. Yeah, Tuco, Tuco. Sorry, he Tuco, was there. Tuco. He was there for the first season. Yeah, yeah. He was a little contrived, over the top. How about Gus? I love Gus. There I love go. Gus. Yeah, I did like <laughs> Gus. I liked how he was incognito, fried chicken manager, but which, um, which is which? That's that's what I'm getting at, right? Is that See there you go. So now you're acknowledging it's a great series. Yeah. I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give it nine. I'd give it a nine. I'd give it a ten out of ten. Actually, <laughs> absolutely. So it's a flawless show. Nothing no, is no. Flawless. Actually, actually, no, no. Sorry, that you are correct there. Yeah, it's yeah. not a flawless show, but it's a damn great show. So I'd give it a show. nine. I'd give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah. We're pulling hairs here. It, like it's a great show. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I have. I, I've only watched it once though. I haven't watched it like. I've seen it times. five times. Yeah. So. So there you go. There you go. That must be. That must be reason why we have that one percent, one, one point differential right there. No, and, and it's because. Um, okay, I will agree with you. Tuco mm-hmm. was. No, but I would actually not say that was my issue with the Breaking Bad show. You know what my issue actually was? Mm. The twins on the show. Okay. They yeah. felt super robotic, like Terminators, essentially, and yeah. it just felt out of base from the show. And that's why I give it a nine. Actually, okay. not the more I think about it. But, Tuco was fun. But, but, but back to the point, you think that, that around that, that would be an example of the pinnacle of television? I would say so. That in the Sopranos, Sopranos was very Sopranos good. Sopranos were, um, oh, and 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 let's also talk about um, um, The Wire, another yeah. very well done show. So I would say that, like for the most part, I think that television has gotten better because, like beforehand, like it was just like buddy cop shows, 
If it wasn't a buddy cop show, it was some sort of sitcom. Like, but, like I'm not going to shit on the, Seinfeld, by the way. That's I the, do like Seinfeld. But, but that's like. what I mean. It's sitcoms, right? It's the taste of the viewers that have changed, not necessarily the shows themselves. Like, So take Seinfeld versus Breaking Bad, two completely different shows with completely different premises. And by the way, Brian Cranston's on both of them, On both of them. Yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> anti-dentite, remember? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a Jewish dentist. He's a Jewish dentist, yeah. <laughs> that he just randomly became Jewish. Yeah, and then Seinfeld had they, a whole bit about... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's I, our, I think he's a Jew just because it's jokes. <laughs> that's our correlation between the two shows for sure. But like, it's like, okay, but like the only thing that changes it is the taste of the viewers of the time. Okay. Right? Because Breaking Bad would have not would not have done well in the 90s and Seinfeld would not have done well in the 2000s. Um maybe the closest comparison is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, Curb Your Enthusiasm did well in the 2000s. So we're Okay, yeah, let's compare Curb. So Curb is similar, but it was a little more raunchier than 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 Seinfeld. Oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, like this is the, the generational changes that are seen there. Like, we have to put that that factor. You you might have a effect. point because you know what? Like, uh, what's that show called? Like five one zero or whatever the fuck it is. That that nine zero two one zero. No. Oh no no. I'm thinking about that cop show. Like, uh, like the buddy cop show. Uh, what was it? Um, Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, that wouldn't do any. That wouldn't do any, even if it was remade today. I don't. Think it would be <laughs> Let's popular. put it this way. Could you imagine you see somebody get their guts completely blitzed through in Miami Vice? But there was a Miami Vice movie. And I heard it Colin very, Farrell. very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe Colin Farrell was in it. I'm not sure. But yeah. um, but that's the thing. Like, it's like, like what, whatever the next generation, like, whatever the next generation finds as a social norm, if you play to that, you will have a successful show. You will notice a lot of Disney stuff nowadays is going more to, dare I say, a more wokest ideals. Which is good and bad. It's good and bad because they realize that the political landscape, well, look at it this way. They look at it, the political landscape is leading is leaning this route. So are they, are they jumping on the bandwagon of the political norms or are they leading the political norms in that direction? That is a very good question. Right? Like that's the that's the big dilemma with media. How much of it is influencing you and how much of you is influencing it. And that is why check out the boys, by the way, mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. Have you seen the boys? Amazing show. Amazing show. Great I love show. It. I love is it. Is they kind of like one thing that I like about the boys is that they sort of put in like mm-hmm. okay, you have superheroes. What would if superheroes were sort of accepted in, in real life? You would have them as social media figures, and yeah. I love the whole idea that they go. That would be flawed. Like, what do I have to do to get more views? To be absolutely. And if you haven't seen Gen V, my goodness, mm-hmm. like it's fucking incredible. Have you seen Gen V? No, I have not seen. Gen Watch v Gen V. It's on Amazon Prime. It's actually, yeah. and it actually leads you over to the boys' most recent season that's going to come out next year. So watch mm-hmm. Gen V, and to all the nasty listeners, get nasty with some Gen V. Mm-hmm. But um, again. Gen V even points that out even more, like the social media aspect and a lot of other aspects, right? But that's that's the blurred line that changes because, like, Which, back in the day, quickly I feel like shout out to Seth Rogen. Another one, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> another involvement because Gen V is connected to the boys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There you go. Shout out to Seth Rogen. Yeah. He, um, that's the whole thing. Like, like back back in the eighties, whether we want to argue whether that was the pinnacle of t- television. People dictated media. 
if you saw something that the masses didn't like, it would be canceled. But today is I feel like media is leading the people. It's like, okay, well, this is what is now politically or considered a norm of society. If you're with us and we're pushing that lack of not agenda, but more narrative, right? We're pushing that narrative onto the people. And if they don't like it, then we don't need them. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. where it gets really contrived because it's not contrived, but really weird. It's because it's like, okay, yeah, the whole thing about not, not just freedom of speech and not just like in general, like just a freedom of ideas is that we have a variety of them to pick from. Yeah. Now we're starting to get funneled. A, a funnel in there. We're even going into a tunnel vision. It's like, this is where we're going. And if you're not with us, you're almost against us. Like this is, this is now what we are going to do, right? We're going to make like, you, you look, look at the, look at the, look at the backlash that Snow White has gotten. Oh, yes. right. And, and is that <laughs> yes. because it's gone too far or is it because they've gone down this path and they can't come back? Yeah. I think it's a bit of both because like I have acknowledged that like sometimes they'll make a movie where it's completely based on like current genetics. Mm-hmm. Sorry, genetics. Generation, the fuck yeah. am I talking about here? Sorry, I just had to I did realize I just had to backtrack and be like, yo, like what do you mean genetics? We all have different genetics. But mm-hmm. so like the just a backtrack is like the current generation is they have tried to sometimes make a movie or even a television series based on the current generation now, and it's failed massively because massively, yeah. they know that you're going for that, and there's no risk in that. Yet, it, But yet you're still in that fine line because it's like, okay, I want to take a risk, but then there could be backlash. And then if I don't take a risk at all and I follow the agenda, then there's a fucking backlash. That, it's like, it's a double-edged sword in that sense, man, for sure. It's coming back to our, 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 our conversation earlier. It's like, okay, well, if you don't, like the risk, the risk that a person takes to display an idea that is outside the norm is too dangerous for people to do. So they just go with a safe option. But continuously going with the safe option, you go overboard. And now you start going, okay, well, this is too, like Snow White. They decided to go keep going down the same route, right? They, they, they're like, okay, well, we're in a moment where feminism is big. And, you know, like we're going past the classical where a, fee, a woman is saved by a prince. Now the woman is going to be save, saving the prince or whatever whatever's happening. And then, and, and then we're going to a point where the, the rest of the people are like, well, do we really – do like you've changed the story so much – that like it's hard to really accept anymore, and it's not Snow White anymore. It's not Snow White anymore. Exactly. It's like it's it's kind of weird. It's like okay, well, we've gone, we've we're breaking like we're breaking nostalgia to be more to grab the next generation. Yeah. But now, like, it's backfiring on them a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, have when is when are these companies going to pull back? Yep. And, the, and, and I agree there. And it's funny because, like, you're hearing this from San right now, but, like, episodes back, we talked about The Little Mermaid and how mm-hmm. we actually liked that change I that like, they did. I like The Little Mermaid a lot. Exactly. I, I liked like the change they did. I thought it was, I thought it was well done. Um, I like the fact that she saved... Exactly. She saved the prince. So, like, again... But, but I mean, like... <sighs> This is this is the thing. Like like maybe maybe I'm just too hard headed. I don't know. But it's like 
yeah, that was the way it was done. And today this is done this way. But then is a pendulum going to swing in the next yeah. generation? And are we going to either revert or go to another another avenue altogether? And the current generation that likes what's today is going to hate what's tomorrow. Yeah. And that's that's where it all gets complicated. And then where do you find the safe zone in the IPs then? Where is it like, okay, where is it safe? Where it's like, yeah, I can make a ton of money on this. Now you've now you've diluted the IP to a point where it's like it's not profitable. And I agree there because it's like, of course, there's going to be special IPs like we've talked about, like all like Batman, like, Spider Man, Superman. Mm, those are very or, or I Ninja Turtles. I don't know what what if Batman suddenly changes his cape to to be pink. And oh, then he, then you lose you lose me and everyone. That's what I mean. That's what I mean, right? Like, where yeah. is the line here? That right? is true. That, that where is, true. is the line? Like, 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 at what point? And would they do that Definitely just to not. cause a controversy? They would ruin an IP. Like, like, how come? Well, actually, let me ask you this, Extreme. Why haven't they gone and changed his outfit? And for that exact reason, because they know the backlash. Yeah. So there's no creativity on that end. Yeah. And but with that being said, Batman has a lot of great stories. But um, getting back to like what we were talking about, original IPs is like you said, it's too risky. Mm-hmm. You can't be too controversial. You can't be not enough controversial because then you'll have. Like if you go to the more woke culture, then guess what? They're like, like uh, just in general, viewers will be like, "Oh uh, yeah, it just felt woke to me." And then if you go the complete other side, it's like, I don't know, man. I didn't like what they did. I thought it was very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You're you're in the you're in that very tough. That why do you think that? That's the reason why. And and it's not me hating on the superhero genre. That's why you make. Spider-Man movies, Superman movies, Batman movies, because at the end of the day, it's like people are going to show up for those IPs, man. That's that's just the way it is. It depends how far you go with it, though. That's now, like, now, like, if you, I, now, if you were going to say, like, and I, okay, Batman, we're going to give him Superman's powers, then people are not going to show up. No, that's true, too. That's true, too. If you dilute it to that extent, I mean, I, I that would change story and character development. The issue here is that if you change the character development in, in, in such a drastic method, you will have people that turn against the IP altogether. Okay, so suddenly Pikachu. <laughs> suddenly Pikachu Shout is... Shout out to Pikachu. Yes, shout out to Pikachu is suddenly North Korean. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. What okay, fuck, we, we, we have no idea. We have no idea what he is, right? There's nothing wrong with being North Korean. It's totally fine. But how many people are going to be upset with the fact that now we have given him a nationality? Well, here's a I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a more simpler one right here. Mm-hmm. Is are you aware of Crash Bandicoot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Australian. There you go. The fact that you said he's Australian. Yeah. And they actually gave him a voice. Mm-hmm. People were freaking out because Crash Bandicoot, you've played the games, mm-hmm. he doesn't talk. He just sort of like you know does his reactions and stuff. But, but but people were losing their shit over that man. But I believe the yeah no you're right you're right like oh people are no matter what people will lose their shit over everything like and like this is the thing like no matter what there will be always someone who's upset right you will never be that, that that's what I love Absolutely. about medium that's what I love about media as well like I actually had a conversation with some of my colleagues today we. I'm not going to get into the details, but we're we just finished a very controversial show. Ooh, right! Can't wait. Yeah, 
and then we we finished it up by saying people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. it. What a passion. And either way, it's a success. Absolutely. And and that's that's how we are thinking as we're developing things. It's like, okay, like if if you love it, that's awesome. Thank you very much for appreciating our hard work. If you hate it, that's awesome. Thank you very much for the hits. In, in that's that, that's a <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, amazing yeah. view, like, man, so because it's it's a win-win situation for pr- production now at this point. It is for sure. Mm-hmm. And but uh, yes, I agree. I do want to see more unique IPs, man. Like like for example, like like Castlevania was a game. It's a great series. I'm going to check it out because mm-hmm. San told me to check it out. So Done. I'm going to check it out. But like yeah, what's the last creative idea that we've had? Blue-eyed samurai. And let's get back to blue-eyed samurai. That's exactly why. I, that's my segue of bringing back, bringing it back into blue-eyed samurai. It's, so, it's, like, why does everyone got to see it? No, I might be, I might be misinformed. Like, perhaps it was a comic before. I, I'm not that familiar with this particular uh, IP, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it had some. I I would recommend everyone everyone watch it because it has some really great content. Like it's 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 got some ideals that are very modern as well. That they've that they've kind of placed into a more historic format, and because of that, I, I really enjoy it. It's like I, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but they they play on gender roles. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But not the way you think. But Dang. not the way you think. Then you know what? Check out Gen V. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. All right, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, they, they play on gender roles. They play on love, betrayal, revenge. There's so many themes in that. It's 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 really good. It's it's about persistence, it's about honor, it's about like it's it's yeah, it's about loyalty. They touch on so many different themes in that particular But not show. the kind of touching that Han Solo does with his hands, right? <laughs> touching is touching. <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah it's uh again i don't it would, may have been a comic beforehand i'm not 100 percent sure um but yeah. uh i would recommend people definitely check it out and and exactly so it's like it could possibly be one of those unique ips but it it's can, like i think we all sort of strive for that sometimes man it's like you know like going into the animation thing is like one of my you know it's a christmas movie i watch every year mm-hmm what? And I'm going to stand by it being a fucking Christmas movie, all right? We had an argument about it last episode. And I've argued it before. Nightmare Before Christmas. No, that's a beautiful movie, yeah. That's, but again, uh, it's such a a unique idea. I don't think it was based off a book, no, was it? No, uh, well, I'm not sure. Um, it, it, yeah, it might have been. It, it might be its own thing. Yeah, it, it might be its own thing. I mean, but it's the evolution of media, too. It's like... I don't things seldom seldom start out as a show from the beginning, right? They start out as something else. Like they start out as yeah, trading cards. They start out as uh, video games. They start out uh, they start out in so many different other mediums, and then they evolve into a show to grab audiences. And that's kind of so yeah, I don't know if there is going to be anything that's ever original. And just to confirm it, no. So it was an original idea, man. What was Nightmare Before Christmas? So what it was, was it just 
No, just an original it idea, was an man. Original idea, original like literally, script. like all he said was that like they looked at Halloween stuff and like, hey, this would be great, and then they came up with their own idea for a so movie. So it's an original screenplay. Is what That's it is. what I mean, right? Like, like it's, and I mean again, like me and San have agreed. We like a lot of the major IPs. We love Spider-Man. We love Batman, man. Like, I guarantee San, you're a Batman fan, right? I'm a Batman fan. I've always been a Batman fan. I actually, um, I'm disappointed in myself that it. I only watched The Batman, the one with the guy from Twilight. Yeah, it was a great movie. It was a great movie. Love that movie. I only watched that this week. Really? Yeah, yeah. I did not watch it beforehand. And wow. It was a great movie. So good. I, I really liked that movie because it was very realistic. He was he was just riding a regular bike. And he was driving a... Mu- Batmobile was just a muscle car. And on top like, of that, Gotham was nailed. Yeah. Like, yeah it was, and, like, the shots of Gotham was fucking beautiful. Yeah. And the Riddler was really well, well developed. It Excellent. was really well developed. Like, I, I love the fact that it wasn't just some weird guy in like a uh, no offense to jim carrey because he actually did an amazing job <laughs> in Riddler. he did he did he was he saved that movie in my opinion uh to be to be fair batman forever had a lot of bad things going for it but jim, jim carrey, carrey was wasn't not, one of them wasn't one of them i i'm a huge jim carrey fan man oh, Just i love jim carrey tangent here when i saw him the last movie i loved him in was sonic like oh really you, you didn't like him in um sorry i i gotta go back a little bit in uh uh, number 93 no sorry uh pursuit of happiness pursuit of happiness has jim carrey in it oh pursuit of happiness is like jim carrey's movie man well maybe maybe i'm mistaken i thought pursuit of happiness was will smith no oh sorry that's right pursuit of happiness was will smith uh professor Rudd. again don't kill me no <laughs> so he no what i thought of uh right now i just gotta give you the name of the movie but yeah can Tell me your love for Sonic. No, man. His portrayal of, of uh, Dr. Robotnik was next level, man. Like, there's this beautiful slow motion scene where where just the, his facial expressions were just perfect. Where, where, where I think it's like a missile is flying out and he's just sliding across the screen with his usual Jim Carrey smile. So, sorry, quickly. I want to conf- I want to give this movie before I get murdered by the by the film industry. Mm-hmm. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh, Mind is what I meant. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a really good movie, but that came out a while ago, didn't it? Oh, back in 2004, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the latest movie, I mean, I was. I meant the latest movie that I saw him in was uh, Sonic. I don't know what he did he after He was also that. in Kick-Ass 2 before he that. He was in Kick-Ass 2. And he yeah. was good. Yeah, he was pretty good. Um, I'm just looking up a discography right now. He's, liar, Liar. Oh, I love Liar, Liar. Something About Mary was a beautiful movie. That's actually a Ben Siller movie. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then number 23, where he was completely different. That's, that's actually the one that I was thinking of. Oh, okay, Not number yeah. 93, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Number 23. Number yeah. 23, where he was a completely different character than what he usually portrays. Like, almost always it's a comical or goofy or eccentric character. The Mask. The Mask is is just pure. Which, quickly, sorry. I know, I know. Uh, can we agree that that's the... Cameron Diaz in that movie. Holy My shit. Goodness. She was never as what hot as in that a movie. Woman. Oh what my god. Yeah, like yeah, but yeah. in she that but else. in but in that movie. Like Jesus. Like yeah, to this day, like, 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 like unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I still remember her in that little black and white dress. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like it's like, it's like what happened, man? Like, like no. Oh, she's like, still a very beautiful woman, but, but, uh, but no no. She was, was she was thick. 
That's what it was. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. Honestly, I, that's what it was. I, I think. I think. Yeah. There's this weird ideal that's that existed where where women have to be skinny little poles and yeah, and, that, and that's 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 what I think it honestly was because she was thick and she was like, oh my goodness, and then mm-hmm. she just became athletic, and I'm like, eh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh? you're you're cute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> But anyway, getting back into <laughs> yeah, our... Um, we digress. We digress yeah, it yeah, massively. Yeah. <laughs> is getting back to like, yeah, like our... our yeah, Jim Carrey's great. And um, and then making unique IPs is very... Can be very tough at the, in these current times. It's, 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 it's a risk is what it is. But everything is a risk, right? Like, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about this off mic. It's just like... Is just getting. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest to any of those potential animators in the future. And getting in the animation industry is a massive risk. It's full of issues, right? It is. Which, on that note, it's like it's a risk. But at least the ones that decide to partake on this ride, man, is they have to be creative and they have to have love for it at least it's all about passion that's what it's all got to be if if you don't have the passion like so i, th- I think it was um uh, game association of canada said that like almost i believe it is 54% of people who enter the vfx game animation industry quit after 2 years in the industry because they don't realize what it is. Wow. Yeah. That's half the graduating class. And these colleges aren't stopping pumping them out. Like, it is a very saturated, very competitive business. It is. It is. It is. And it it sucks because it takes some people a long, long time to move up in the industry. Oh, for sure. Like, like in some, in some, in some businesses, in some jobs, you might get a promotion every two years, maybe. Every three years, maybe five years. In the animation, it could take you ten years to move Dang. to the next position. Yeah, that hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It, and then you have strikes, and then you have overtime, unpaid overtime, and then you have you have all these other issues. It's like okay, you have to move and live where where the yeah. work is and Atlanta, etc. With that note, we're just gonna take another quick break here. Just give us. A, we'll be right back. And we are back. Sorry, Extreme Keen had to empty that bucket again, man. <laughs> uh, it's been it's it's been a pretty this decent episode. We've had some drinks. Uh, Sandy animator whipped out his animation penis. So there it, was, go. There go. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. But um, yeah, getting back to everything. So yeah, it's it's a tough. Um, it's, it can be tough. It at can times. be tough. It can be tough. It depends. Like like I said, like a lot of people quit. Um, so. It's not. It's never really a steady job. It's still a gig job. Um, you everything is still a contract. Um, you have to go from one contract to another to another to another. Some end and then they begin. The industry goes up and down. Sometimes there's there there's a demand for the skill set, and sometimes nobody wants you. It's not easy, right? Especially if you want to have a family as well, right? Because the ideal thing that everyone wants is maybe something similar to a government job. Where, hey, you go in 9 to 5, you get a pension, you get a paycheck, you come home, you do your thing. This yeah. doesn't work like that. And most, most creative jobs don't work like so, that. Exactly. So in other words, it's like if you want to get into this, it's not a 9 to 5 job where it's like you do your 9, you, you're you off at 5 no. o'clock. No. It None of that. Is. You have to constantly be training yourself. You have to constantly be investing in yourself. Like you have to, you have to keep understanding what the trends are. 
You have to know, okay, well, there's this new program now that everyone is using. I got to learn how to use it. There's a new, there's a new way of doing something. I got to learn how to do it. Um, the industry is now looking for particular artists that are good at this particular subject matter. I got to learn how to do that. You have to constantly be adapting yourself. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like there was that Tim Burton era of animation for a bit. Or mm-hmm. would you, sorry, you can probably more inclined to this. Was there ever that era where it was just Tim Burton stuff? There, there was a time where Tim Burton was really, really popular. Um, I, it's not like he isn't popular anymore. It was a dark, it was, people favored the darker themes, you know, the darker lighting, the darker palettes. Yeah. Now, now people are kind of enjoying a more vibrant ca- uh, palette. If you look at some of, if you look at some of the animation that's coming out right now, they're a little bit brighter. Yeah, a little bit lighter than what was coming out even like five six years ago. It's it's just it's just a change in the in the aesthetics that people enjoy today as opposed to mm-hmm. it's, again it's a, it's a change in time right? which consistently literally goes with what you just said. You mm-hmm. got to stick with the times, right? Yeah, that you, was the sort of time then. Yeah, and then like I mean now the big disruptor is AI, right? It's like okay, oh, yes. well, well, it's like okay, so how many jobs are going to be lost by AI? Are any jobs going to be created by AI, or is AI just this fad that's going to disappear in five years? We don't know that yet, right? Like, it and it's making people worried. Like, I I have a few colleagues who actually discussed this with them just a couple of days ago. And, and it's like, okay, well, why would, they were all very afraid. They were like, okay, well, am I going to be out of a job? Like, like, uh, like this, like the heads of major production companies are like, well, we don't need you. We don't need you anymore. Like we can do this with half the, half the, half the people. And you know what? It's entirely their prerogative to do that. Like, that's the thing. Like we always look at these companies as if they're human beings, but their only goal is profit. Like that's Absolutely. it, right? Like they don't, they don't have an obligation to keep you on the staff. They have an obligation to their shareholders and profit. That's it. That, that's what they've always been. And that's what it is because it's like, okay, let's just, let, let's just put it on an outside perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I go, all right, San. So I'm going to give you mm-hmm. a dollar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you can distribute this to as many people as you want, but you're going to get a certain profit back, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Is And then we have, sorry, let me add in this other mix. And then we have this other mix where you can put two cents into this one thing that does about 20% of the job yeah. of what you want. Yeah. What exactly are you going to go for? So I, I that's a good question, right? It's like, okay, so I like... Again, like depending on what shoes I wear, if you're gonna put me in the production manager's shoes, I'm definitely gonna go after that twenty cents, one hundred percent. Even if that, so that twenty cents, it may eliminate. So okay, so that one dollar that you gave me, I need twenty people to do the job. If I use this twenty cents, I only need ten people to do this job, and I get to keep the rest of the money, right? It might cost me fifty cents to to get ten people. That means there's there's what there's um, there's forty eight cents left to for me in my bank account. Of course, I'm going to go with the twenty. I'm of course I'm going to do it. I'm exactly. going to go do it for sure. Like that's not even that's not even a uh, that's not even. Oh, sorry. I mean, sorry. Twenty. That's twenty six. That's twenty eight cents. That's coming in my pocket. But, there you go. But of course I'm going to do that. Of it's course. Twenty cents more into your pocket. Exactly. But, but but this is the problem. A lot of artists 
are not looking at the larger picture. And we touched on this a little earlier. It's like, okay, why do I need the studio? What, like, like, okay, so this, this, this investor is going to pay the studio a dollar, like you said. Yep. Okay, well, why can't I just, because it costs so much less, why can't me and like 10 other people just go directly to the investor and be like, why do we need this middleman here? Right? Why do I need this guy? Like, I am well aware of knowing how to use that 20 cent product. I, I like it's not that difficult to use AI. Exactly. Right. So, so this is this is the big issue that I, I, so any artist out there who's afraid of AI, I would be like, well, switch it on its head and be like, well, hey, studio, like, like, I don't really need you per se. I can do, I can make a movie on my own at this point. Right. And, it comes back to the situation, and then it opens up another door. It's like, okay, well, can't just some some random guy that doesn't know anything about art just go out there and make a movie? They can, but it's not going to work for them as much as it would as a person who knows exactly. What they're doing. My only argument against that is like, let's say you have a good staff and stuff, is that then a big studio will come in and be like, well, okay, they have a decent idea. Let's bring in our IP, our or the major IP like Spider Man or Bat. Sure. That's where they throw that so against want, that person, so, yeah? So, yeah, okay. So, But then, bro, that's the solution to the problems that we've just been talking about then. Which is a bummer. What, no, the solution is that this leads to completely new creative ideas. Which I hope that's the case. Honestly, I do. Like, like okay, so a studio comes in and says, I'm going to create the next Spider-Man movie completely in AI, okay? Then an independent studio can come in like, okay, you can do that. But I have a whole new IP here that I can make for the same amount of money with with the less risk than it would have taken before. And you know what? You swayed my mind again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Because at that point, it's like, look. And okay. So let's put it this way, right? So like they go AI, Spider-Man, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is let's say they spend about $1.5 million. Then this other guy comes in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really, only one point five million? Dope. Let's make this unique idea for one point five million. Let's make it for one point four. And yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> right. one point four, one point yeah. three, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Is the good aspect of it is that if you've noticed, as far as numbers and stuff, is it seems like people are more interested in like creative ideas. So like. So- Exactly. They like. I think the viewer would would favor as much as they would love a Spider Man, another Spider Man, or another IP that's similar. They would also favor a brand new idea if it was done just as well. Exactly, and it's kind of like Avatar for the longest time up until now. Now, if I'm going to be straight with you, Avatar two sucked. I'm going to be straight with you. It had its problems. It's very mediocre. Yeah, but again, it was was made for more money, right? That's the reason. Like, it's like they had a great, they had a great idea in the start. Hey, let's 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 just stretch this out and pull out more money out of it. And that's what I mean. Like extreme. It's like okay, well, forget that. I have a whole new idea, and yeah, it's going to be a risk. It it's less risk. But um, what I did actually want to get at is at least James Cameron. It was back in two thousand and eight. He took a risk, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Making his own IP. A major risk, yeah. Right? And now, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to watch the follow-up. I'm going to follow <laughs> going to watch the one right after that because the effects are good. But, mm-hmm. like, we need more risk like that, ladies and gentlemen. We really do and, in general and, because it's fun. And 
perhaps AI is is the answer to it. Like th- th- there's a lot of problems. Sadly with AI. enough, but there's a lot of problems with AI. It's 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 not original. It's like forget about the whole thing about it stealing artists' ideas. When in reality of the situation, anyone can steal an artist's idea, right? Anyone can steal an artist's work and rehash it. Like it's 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 been it's out there. It's done. It's over. It's kind of it's funny you say that. Is that fascinatingly enough? Is that I read this? I was like again. I am a massive. I'm a big music fan. Mm-hmm. And just media fan. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love animation and I love music. Yeah. And, like, you know, film and all that. So, anything that consumes our ears and our eyes, right? I love it. Is there was this fascinating thing where they were talking about music, how before, like, for example, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm going to put that as an example. Oh, yeah, beautiful song. Yeah. Super unique song mm-hmm. created by one individual. It mm-hmm. was completely created when nothing else, a lot of the current music, me is more of a hip hop head, if I'm going to be honest. I, I listen to rock a little bit, but like um, at the end of the day, rap and hip hop is my thing. Is they're reusing other tracks from the yeah. past and then mixing it in with other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, sampling's been done for a while, so it's 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 the, the sampling same thing. Is a thing now. It's it's a, it's what all DJs do. It's it's equivalent to what AI does. It samples different things. Like it's equivalent. Like like modern like modern digital design at this point or not actually modern but ai digital design at this point is stealing the styles and the work of other artists and compiling them together to create an image based on prompts yeah right so it's no it's not really that much different from being a dj but the difference is that a algorithm and a computer is doing it rather than a human being yeah that's the that's the dilemma here but the same act is taking place oh for sure right so it's like but the act of creation is not happening you are replicating references is what you're yeah doing, right you're, you're just taking this 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 and you're putting mashing it together a lot of artists do that organically absolutely man like, there's a there's so much sample songs mixed in there's there's influence influence like like you can't make a song without having influence from something else right like 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 like, like we said earlier like getting inspiration from something doesn't just come organically it comes from influence like you, you see something you like it you see something else you like it you mash them together and that's how you create something and that is just in life right it's like Let's put it this way, right? Like, if you happen to be a, a basketball player, right? You yeah. love to play basketball. Yeah. Is your And your favorite player is Kobe Bryant. You're going to be gonna fading away all the time. Fade away yeah, left yeah, and right, yeah. man. Like That's, that's, that's what you're going to do, right? Exactly, it's, man. It's That's what I mean. Like, it's there is no original thought. It doesn't exist. Everything that you ever think of that you believe is your original thought came from something else. And even Kobe Bryant's fadeaway, it came, came from, from some, something from else, else, man. It came from something else, yeah. Yeah. 100%. It, but the, but the, the issue is that, like, but, well, this is the problem. Like, is it actually copyrighted? Is it stealing? Is It's a fine line here. But the way I'm getting to it is, like, you who cares anymore? It's out of the bag. It's It's here now. You cannot run from it. You cannot hide from it. But instead, look at the advantages and the opportunities you can take from it. Agreed. Right? It's, and, and it's just something you said. Like, like, right now, all the artists, the individual artists are afraid. They're shaking in their boots. I would throw this back the other way and be like, well, the suits need to be shaking in their boots. 
And I agree there because at the end of the day, it's like, sorry, I just came up with this whole thing in my mind right now is everything comprised from something. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Even, okay, look, one of my favorite directors is Quentin Tarantino. And a lot of his earlier work, and I'm talking like Pulp Fiction, to those that know Pulp Fiction, is he took a lot of inspiration from a lot of films. Reservoir Dogs, like his first like official mm, film, a absolutely. lot of inspiration from a lot of films. Is It's always going to be a consistent thing. Like, oh, well, I like what this person did, and then I'll kind of make it my own thing. Mm-hmm. Is that's AI will kind of do the same, honestly. The, the only difference is it doesn't have original... Yes, you're having influence, but it's it's... There's no new trends that are developed. It's just mashing old trends together. And that's the problem is like if if people become too dependent on it, you'll have a a very like stagnant creative pool. Exactly. Right? People will it'll just be like, all right, everything is just gonna look the same and then we're not gonna like we just talked about it how uh, Tim Burton was a dark style of time. And now we've moved to more of a brighter, more a different kind of hue, right? More rainbows, more like yeah. they're, they're more pastel-y colors. That was a human switch. If we rely just on AI, it'll never switch. And that's the issue. I that's, agree. There. That's the issue. Like we'll never have that change in style. The change, the evolution of 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 media and art will never change. But that's what that's that's what I think. It's like. It, it, like there, I guess people people accuse me of being a Borg, but it's and sorry Borg. Uh, explain that to the <laughs> listeners that the, don't know what Borg means from Star Trek. <laughs> no, the, no, the, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm a Star Wars fan. Okay, no, I wouldn't get put it. my Trek nerd 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 hat on. No, but no, yeah, it's, all, it's, yeah. It is, it's it's basically your your. Well, I mean, it's a negative term where you're you basically become a evil, not evil, but a drone cyborg is what yeah. what that is. Yeah. Okay. But it's like I, I don't believe that like machine and humans should be fighting against each other. I think like it's a tool and like both we should stop looking at machines. We should stop immediately. Not like Skynet. Not it doesn't have to go into the negative so quickly, right? It's like, okay, so we should stop looking at machines. And this is this is this is a little controversial, but stop looking at machines as a tool and start looking at it as a partner. Okay. Right? And that is a mind shift that I think we will see in the next couple of generations where it's like, okay, well, this is no longer just a tool for us to use. It's now become a colleague that we bounce ideas off that we like the final decision doesn't necessarily have to be the machine. It can still be the human being that's like, okay, well, hey, this is what I like. But hey, computer, give me 10 iterations of it. As long as it doesn't turn into fucking Skynet, we're it good. It will turn into Skynet only if the person that controls it makes it Skynet, which there will be some person that does it. You're right. But there will also be some person that will that will be the Terminator. You know what I mean? There will also Come be here. another side. There, there, yeah. There will, there, there, like, just as, just as evil as it can be, there will also be a counter to it. That's the yin and the yang of life. That's the yeah. opposites of it, right? Like, if someone creates Skynet, there will be someone to fight it. Yeah. And they will use the same tool. Extreme okay at this point. Yeah, not John Connor. Go, man. You, yeah. They'll <laughs> you get nasty I mean. with it, man. That's it. Oh, I get nasty as yeah. fuck with that motherfucker. We, we get to, like, the, the worst thing I, I feel that an artist in today's day and age can, can run to is fear. Yeah. And fear will leave you in a dark corner. 
and and also fear will leave you to not taking risks mm-hmm. i'm talking mm-hmm. about like mm-hmm. like getting back to what we've been talking about this whole time is like yeah. not creating your own ip man is the fear of it man mm-hmm. and because of that like we have me and san have discussed this whole time we both love batman we both love spider-man we both love all of these major ips but at the same time we want these unique ideas man i want to see the marty mcfly of like 2027 man mm-hmm. i mean that mm-hmm. because marty mcfly again robert zemeckis literally came out of his way and literally made his own thing man we need to see more of that man like as much as i love superhero content and i love like and like and i'm gonna like you know me and him talked about earlier invincible we loved it because we didn't even know that it was an actual yep. like legit ip but like the fact that we strive for these things man we need more of it man. we need more of it there, we really do you know i i i feel i am i'm too old now to to think independently i've i've been filled with too much information there's a kid out there somewhere somewhere out there hopefully you're listening if not either way you have Get this nasty. idea yeah <laughs> you have an idea that is worth a, an original idea that is worth a lot don't give up on it that's all and I on that note i agree man mm-hmm. because we're all striving for it as much as we can say as much as the media and the major consumers can say the simplest thing is do another Batman, do another Spider-Man, do another Superman. Uh, not so much Superman. Superman sucks. But mm-hmm. <laughs> shots fired to Professor Ed. But like we are looking for that, man, because every so often I can I guarantee you right now, if I were to ask San right now, there's probably been a movie that stuck out in the last four or five years. It's something that wasn't a major blockbuster for that same reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is like for me, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Ex Machina. It was a very low budget film. Yeah, it was a good very one. good film. Mm-hmm. So like guys like me, guys like everyone else, we're striving for these unique ideas because, you know, the good thing about having a unique idea is that. For example, you make a Batman animation, a Batman series, or a Batman movie, and I love Batman. Mm-hmm. I expect certain traits from Batman. Mm-hmm. You make something unique. We don't know what to expect. There's also don't be afraid of failing. You know exactly. Like like failure is just a. It should just be a learning experience, and it sucks because you know sometimes failure it comes with a big cost. It it can cost your reputation. It can cost money. It can cost time. It can cost. It can cost a lot. There's a big price to pay for failure, but in some cases, like you don't get anywhere unless you fail. Like it it, it is what it is. Like some of the strongest powers have failed millions of times. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to basketball. Yeah, I yeah, love it. My, Michael Jordan didn't make his high school high school team. team. You're right. Yeah. And where do people rank Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. The, uh, one of the greatest constant, of all time. Constant argument about the goat, right? And Michael Jordan is always mentioned in there. He's always exactly there. who's a goat? Who's a goat? Who's a goat? Um, who's a, is, it's got to be MJ or this or that. MJ is always on that. Exactly. Top list. The fact that you can say MJ right there and now Michael Jackson, yeah. even though he's another goat. Oh uh, yeah. well, yeah. But we never call him MJ, do we? 
No. No. Exactly. There's only one MJ. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and on top of that, like, uh, what shoes are we buying? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Jordans. <laughs> it, exactly. It yeah. This is the thing. Like, 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 failure will and failure will come. Like, even if you hit a success, your next one will be a failure. I think. I think we're just so afraid of failure that that it's it's become it's. It, the, the the sacrifice and the cost of failure is so big that some people are afraid of it. Exactly. And you don't gain anything unless you take that risk. Yep. And and they even and just to close out on just before I close out like the the nasty just before I close out this episode is that um Walt Disney mm-hmm. was called uncre mm-hmm. not creative enough with his art. Mhm. Mhm. And who do we have now? Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, all these amazing characters, right? So, like... Well, we have a company that has a $2 trillion market cap. Yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, have, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. The House of Mouse is killing us all. Bro, that's, that's more than most of the countries in the world. Hobbs over there is, like, shaking his head, being like, why are we talking about the House of Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Exactly. But on that note is they took risks... And something came out of it. Mm-hmm. And if, and they failed millions of times, man. Like, Seth MacFarlane literally was Johnny Bravo. Mm-hmm. It was a good product. It was a good product, but still not quite as big as Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, my message of the day is go out there, man. Take your risks. Take those hits. Be like, you know what? Be Rocky. Mm hmm. Go the distance, man, because you don't know where it's going to take you. At the end of the day, is you did it, <laughs> you're going to fail a ton of times, but mm-hmm. the end game is where the end game that you choose it to be. Mm-hmm. So that's my message of the day. Nice, San, oh, any okay. last takes? Let me think here. <laughs> um, so I, I actually, I've actually he- been hearing... I've been hearing flack most of my life about about being a creative, right? Because it's it's a it's a major risk. It's it's something that um, it's very well. First of all, it's very competitive, and like we mentioned throughout this podcast, a major risk. It's either fail, or it's either boom or bust, fail or win. Um, and sometimes you don't be you're not recognized unless you're on the top of the mountain, right? Yeah, but, yeah of course. But the truth of the matter is is that's not the goal of it all the goal of it all is to create culture and express your ideas and love yeah and love and and bring people together that's the purpose of any creative endeavor whether it be music or podcasting or animation or 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 anything anything even crochet doesn't matter what your what your hobby or what your passion is you have to understand that it you have to involve some risk in it to make and sure so, that it's valuable. Exactly. There's risk and there's love. Mm-hmm. And don't let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that in that it is a massive key point is go with what you got. Like, dude, um, Joe Rogan <laughs> was randomly recording one day and then look at him now. Mm. Or some of the greatest artists that you aspire to be like whatever whatever you love man if you like swinging a hammer all day a lot of these people just came on and said i'm gonna do it and see where it takes me man plant that seed exactly man. plant that seed and watch it grow exactly Mm -hmm. so on that note with all that being said 
is San, is there any last minute things that you would like to recommend and mm. tell the fans in the man, nasty I think, things? I, I think I think I should take a shot for every time I say this, but Blue Eye Samurai, man, go out there and watch that, guys. It's an independent IP, brand new, fresh off the. Well, I mean, make sure your kids aren't haven't gone to sleep because it is an adult con- adult content show. And if you're extreme McKean's kids, you can watch. Yeah, it. <laughs> and of course, self promotion, uh, shameless self promotion. If you got a kid, go out there watch Super Kitties, and. Let them enjoy that. It's fun. It's uh, it's enjoyable for the little ones. Um, and then yeah, and then that's that's about it, man. Just just support your local artists. Um, understand that all everything that they do takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, <laughs> and uh, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of risk. So every time you watch something, keep that in the back of your mind. Right. Understand that what that it takes a lot, like every pixel you see, every frame you see on the television is equal to someone's time and money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So appreciate it. Appreciate it and give it love. Mm -hmm. Now, on my note is, yeah, just make sure to check out the Nasty Things podcast Instagram page. Mostly run by Han Solo, who wasn't here today, but he's definitely giving himself a Han Solo because that's what he does. Is yeah, make sure to check us out there. Check us out on the Apple Podcasts, which yeah, give us a five stars there, man. You like what we're doing? Give us a five stars. Uh, also, check out the Nasty Things Reddit page, mostly run by Professor Red, I guess. I guess he ran out of TRT, man, because he hasn't been doing shit there is uh yeah make sure to follow us there and honestly anywhere you can really find our our podcast man just give us a shout out there and uh, and on the instagram page same thing send us messages man i'm always responding and i'm always checking but on that note to han solo robbie gents eternal love uh, unfortunately professor red and um hot takes alvarez Extreme Mokin, and of course, our guest of the evening, Sand, the fucking animator. And last but not least, to the fucking Nasty Things listeners, stay fucking nasty. Peace.